Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. I'm your host, uh, Brother Maniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Um, tonight, we will have a special guest uh, with us as soon as we get him on the phone. Uh, Dr. David Emotep um, is back this evening to talk about his uh, book. Um, Dr. Emotep was on the show, I want to say, Roughly, maybe about two months ago, um, we're going to continue our conversation um, on his book. I mean, last several weeks, we've been um, privileged to have a lot of uh, great elders and guests on our show. Um, we had Dr. Jewel Pukram on last week. Um, prior to that, uh, we've also had Brother Panagon. Um, we've had uh, um, several other guests, uh, Dr. Delbert Blair, Phil Valentine, uh, we've had all these individuals on the show. Uh, so, again, let's see if we can get uh, Dr. Emotep on the line. Dr. Emotep, are you there? Can you hear me, Dr. Emotep? Are you there? Okay. I'll see if we can get him on the line. Um, so, again, we're going to pick up when we get Dr. Emotep on the line. We're going to uh, again, pick up with our conversation with his books. Uh, the first Americans were Africans: A Documented Evidence. Um, this book, if you didn't, if you didn't listen to that show a couple months ago, um, we're going to do this for the first hour and a half, um, and then after this hour and a half with uh, Dr. Emotep, uh, myself, Brother Ravana Noon, and Sargidi, we're going to have an open discussion. Um, as usual, we will. After about 30 to 40 minutes, uh, we'll open up the phone lines and we'll take your calls and your questions. Um, so, again, what the book deals with, and once we get them on, let me see if we got them on the phone. Hold on one second. Having a little trouble connecting them. Hold on one second. Dr. Amon Tepper, are you there? Can you hear me? Okay. Anyway, I'll keep talking until we get them online. We're trying to get them connected with having a little, little, little problem. Um, the book deals with the mound builders, the Moors. If you're familiar with that information, it um, gets into depth and detail about actually who founded and built this country. Now, what you have to understand is, um, if you've researched this, you might be familiar with what we're going to be talking about for the first hour and a half this evening. Um, you have to go back prior to the continental drift, when all the land masses were connected. Most people um, have incorrect information as far as they think that most, I don't want to say most, they, they, most people are under the assumption that most Africans or Nubians, uh, whatever title you want to give us, um, came over here through slavery. That's 100% incorrect. Um, that's, not, that's not accurate information. Um, prior to the continental drift, when all the land masses were connected, you originally had people that literally walked over from Africa to America. Now, to understand what I'm saying, if you look on a map, you'll see the land masses, if you piece them together, they all actually, you know, merge. And you literally had these land masses connected where these individuals had interaction with each other. So some, some of the original Africans slash Nubians um, actually walked over from Africa to America when land masses were connected. So, again, that, that is a myth. That, that all of us uh, came here um, by way of slave ships. And the book kind of talks about that. Uh, it, it also gets into the original mound builders. When you travel all throughout the United States, uh, St. Louis, 
Chicago, uh, Macon, Georgia, Eatonton, Georgia, um, Tennessee. Uh, you, the list goes on and on. That's just like just a couple of states that I named. Um, you'll see these mounds um, that are almost kind of instructed uh, just like pyramids. And these great mound builders, or what we call Native Americans, uh, were the ones responsible for building these mounds. Uh, hold on again. Let me see if I can connect uh, Dr. Emotep. Hold on one second. Dr. Emotep, can you hear me? Okay, we're having a problem connecting up. Uh, he's trying to call him, but we'll, we'll continue our conversation. I, I see I got my brother Sargidi here. Brother Sar, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, All, right, he's, he's, All right, yeah, we're trying to connect Dr. Emotep. We're having a little, little technical difficulties, but we're going to go ahead and build on the subject a little bit until we, until we can get him on the phone. Um, so, again, we're talking about the mound builders. Uh, now, now, again, if you look at the construction of some of these mounds, let's take, let's take for an example um, Okmulgee Mound in Macon, Georgia. I can attest to this because I've been to that to that mound several times. Um, I've actually been into the the uh, Temple Mound, uh, the the funeral mound, the ritual mound where they did the rituals. Now they they've actually, you know, obviously over the years have done some preservation on it, um, but have, for the most part have kept it in its original state because it is actually a state landmark, so it is protected by the government. Um, now, when you go to the Okmulgee Mounds in Macon, Georgia, if anybody's been there, you'll know what I'm saying. If not, you can research what I'm getting ready to tell you. Um, that would tie into the Mississippian tribes, the Choctaw, the Washita, um, the Amasi. These are all the tribes that occupied that Mississippian River. Now, contrary to belief, um, when we say the word Native American and American Indian or Indian, when we hear those words, and I keep saying this, um, words carry tones and vibrations. So when you hear a word, it automatically, the mind generates a mental image or a picture. Now, we've been programmed when we hear the word Native American or Indian, we have most people, I'm saying, have an image conjured up in their head that consists of what we know as modern-day Native American Indians. We see the, you know, the teepees, the headdresses. The original Native Americans, that's, that's not what they were. And let's, so let's establish that first so we don't have any confusion. The original Native Americans would look and be described and have features and descriptions of what you would term an American or African-American um, or an American Nubian. Um, that's the correct description of what they looked like. Um, so when we hear the word Native Americans, it simply means the original natives of this land. Now, what we know is modern-day American Indian culture, that didn't come in until later. So the, the individuals, per se, that we're classifying in this day and time as Native Americans aren't the original Native Americans. These weren't the ones that were the direct mound builders. They are descendants of those mound builders, just as some of us are in this country when we trace our lineage and we trace our bloodline, some of us connected these tribes, the, the Iroquois, the Washita, the Yamasi, um, the various other different um, Native American tribes, be it Aztecs, the Mayas, et cetera. Um, so there's that spiritual connection. These are the individuals known as African-Americans today that were responsible for building this country. That's a scientific fact and, and, a, and a historical fact. Um, so when we take some of these mound builders, for an example, as I was explaining, uh, Okmulgee Mound in Macon, Georgia. You, if you go there and you see it, you'll see the mounds are almost constructed 
or look very similar in shape and form as pyramids. There's also a connection with this when you look at the mounds or the temples that the Aztecs and the Mayas built and the Olmecs, and there's a connection to what, they, what we call the ancient Egyptian civilizations. You will find prior to the continental drift that all of these civilizations have a bloodline connection. And it's not a coincidence that when you look at the construction and the configuration of their culture, and especially their, their, their sites that they created and built, um, there's, very, there's similarities because there's a connection there. Um, hold on one second. She's trying to trying to plug him in again. We're having difficulties getting uh, Dr. Emotep on. Hold on one second. Dr. Emotep, can you hear me? Hello, Dr. Emotep. I'm not sure. He's trying to get in, but we'll we'll, we'll keep the discussion going. Um, brother, so I know you're on the line. Uh, brother Ravana Noon will be joining us in a little bit. Um, what's your take on the whole mound builder thing and the connection that we're discussing here? Um, peace. Uh, it's very powerful information, especially for um, historical references, you know, um, because, you know, many melanated people that may be, um, you know, in this Western Hemisphere, melanated people, I mean, so-called Asians, so-called people, Native Americans, so-called African Americans, West Indians, Italians, Dravidians, whatever melanated, you know, title we carry, we all, you know, originated pretty much these lands in the north, you know, the North American lands, and it's a, it's a, it's a rich history. Right. You know that many of our people don't understand. So it's like, like I said, yeah. When you, when, like you said, when people refer to Native American, they mostly think of, you know, what they see on TV. Um, Correct. It's actually one. It's, it's one white guy that played for Native American. I forgot his name. Um, it was some guy, white guy that played a, a Native American, and people actually thought he was a real Native American. Can't think of the guy's name. Uh, you're talking about, uh, yeah, I think I know you're talking about. Oh, uh, man, I can't think of his name. I know who you're talking about. It'll come to me, though. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and it's, 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 stuff, it's just stuff like that. I think he was I think he was actually uh, welcomed into a Native American tribe in real life, I think. Well, well, again, hold on one second. I think I'm trying, he's trying to plug in again. Hold on one second, bro. Dr. Emo, okay. can you hear me? Dr. Emo, can you hear me? Uh, he's having big problems getting in. Yeah, but like like we were saying, brother, we'll continue the discussion until we can plug him in. He's he's trying to call, but he keeps, for whatever reason, getting disconnected. Uh, but again, it's another aspect of culture that was taken from us. Um, just like every other story, uh, be it, which I, I hate to even discuss it, but unfortunately some of our people are still ignorant in, in the spell of religion and the Bible. But just like the, the Hebrew culture, uh, the Islamic culture, at one point those cultures you know, were, you know, kind of not diluted and watered down like they are now. People don't understand the way that those those religions are practiced today weren't how they were practiced back then. It's no different when we deal with the Native American culture and the Moors, the mound builders, the Aztec and the Mayans. Um, it's another level of information that's been infiltrated on many different levels. Um, it's It's been whitewashed and dumbed down because, again, um, 
words, and I keep saying this, and we talk about this on the show all the time, words carry images, and it's powerful because they carry vibrations and they carry images. So for an example, to show you how that works, now, because they know how to take something and control the very mental aspect of it. So for example, if I say Jew now or Hebrew, don't lie to yourself, first image that comes up in your mind are the fake Jews in Israel. If I say Muslim or Islam, first thing that comes to your mind are these Arab terrorists that are trying to wreak havoc all over the world. It carries an image. And if I say Christians, forget it. A million different images are going to come to your head of all a bunch of spooked out nutheads and kooks that are, you know, spreading a bunch of lies. So that deals with a whole other aspect. It's the same thing when I say American Indian or Native American for the most part, and I'm not saying now in this state because you're conscious now. I'm saying for the general public, this is the images that's going to be conjured up in their mind. So when you say Native American or American Indian, that's the first image that they got, not realizing. Yeah, they, they, usually think of, they usually think of just some high T-bone person or Asian-looking person. Right. And, and, that's another, and that's a very important aspect to understand about the whole Native American thing because many people don't understand how, why, you know, Asians, um, the Native, Native Americans are even considered to look like Asians, and that goes into the whole history of, you know, the, the, I think it was the Shang Dynasty that came over here That's correct. on these shores at a certain period in time, and they mixed in with the, you know, dark-skinned Native guys over here, Correct. you know, which produced another type of Native American. Correct. And and the deep thing about it is even when you look at the different features that we all have in this country, when you look at the breakdown, the structure of the noses, the eyes, the lips, and the level of melanin varies depending on your ethnicity. Um, even when you, you mentioned the Asian family, and Asian families, some are uh, part of that melanated family because you can look, there are black Japanese. When you look at certain Japanese, some of them have those strong features. They they might have the Asian-looking eyes, but they do have the broad nose, the thick lips, and the melanated skin. And you'll see that manifest in the genetics of some of our people today. Um, and that's why I said earlier in the beginning of the show, we have to get out of the stupidity that all African-Americans came here through slavery. Some of, some of us were already here. We got to get that locked in our head. People are under this illusion, and I'm not saying per se, if you're conscious of this information, this doesn't apply to you. I'm more so saying this to those that might be under the assumption because I personally get tired of this focus on slavery. Like we said, we just came out of a couple of months ago, black, so-called Black History Month, I want to I call it. And there's also a concentrated effort in this country to focus on one point of our history. And this is done intentionally because it's the same shit every year Black History Month comes. They're always going back to, and it's no disrespect to the Civil Rights Movement and for those pioneers that laid their life on the line because not many of us could say we would have done that. But there's a concentrated e effort to focus on this Kunta Kinte shit all the time. You understand what I'm saying? What I mean by that, they, they, they act like the only black history is fighting for civil rights. Now, if we are the civilizers, how can we fight for civilization? That doesn't make any sense. But there's a concentrated effort to focus on that point in time, and then they do it intentionally to reconjure up images of blacks in America getting sprayed with hoses and the, and, and the different riots and, and the protests. And then every X amount of years, how many damn Martin Luther King movies are they going to put out? How many damn biblical movies are they going to put out? 
and they always go back and retell the story, and they, and they retell and it. Funny. They, and it's funny, they never get to the core essence of the real history. Like I said, I named the many different ethnicities of melanated people. I can say one of the most underspoken histories is the history of Italy. Correct. Many brothers and sisters don't really know about that history. So. Especially, especially Sicily, and I, and I can attest to some of that, but go ahead, brother. Yeah, you know, that, you know, the, the Moorish history of that whole area. And people wonder why you see Italian brothers and sisters, you know, with dark hair, dark eyes, sometimes dark skin. You know, you see you see over the fuller lips, things of that nature. Correct. Because it's a history that's unspoken of. Correct. And... and, and I'm sorry, go ahead. And just real quick, and, and another thing that, before I forget, because you just pointed out, especially when you go, and, and there's a great book you can read on this, uh, excellent book to do research on this. Um, you really have to study the history of Hannibal. Um, when dealing with Italy, especially Sicily, the southern part, and the south Mediterranean coast, people don't understand this. At one point, the island of Sicily actually belonged to northeast Africa. And that was what the whole war, not just on Rome and Carthage, was about with Hannibal. But when you look on a map, and all those that are familiar have seen it on a map, we've seen it in high school. If you look at the country of Italy and then you look below it, you see a piece of landmass separated by a small body of water, which that's the island of Sicily. If you look at where the island of Sicily is, it's a direct path, a, 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 literally a direct straight path to what we know as northeast Africa. And Hannibal's beef was that originally belonged to Africa, and he felt that Rome didn't have claim to it. That's what that whole war was about. So like my brother Sargidi is saying, you'll find the history of Hannibal and his troops from northeast Africa marching into um, Sicily on up into Italy and, to, and into the northern part of Rome, and they, they actually conquered those lands. They actually mixed in with those people. So a lot of those descendants of those people today would be what we call the Southern Italians or the people from Sicily. And they also migrated into those people from Libya and Northeast Africa. And to this day, if you go there, you will see the connections with the Libyans and the people from what we call the Southern coast of even, Italy. Even if, even if you take it a little bit, even before the Moors, you go into the Greek, the Greek history. Mm-hmm. Greeks was mixed niggas, you know, and that's Correct. something that many people don't understand. I mean, if you really look at those statues, those aren't statues of white people. Right. And you can you can look at the features. You can even look at the features of the gods. Correct. Pretty much, you know, the deities. But it's like it's a hidden history. It isn't even you can even research how the pharaohs of Kemet used to come into Greece. And they used to pretty much live. They used to stay there for a while, and they was, you know, uh, do, you know, doing all their sex orgies and stuff, producing all kinds of kids. You know, it's a it's a hidden history behind that. Actually, one of the pharaohs actually conquered that, conquered Greece at one time. So, like I said, you you go into the history, whether you go to Greece, Italy. Europe, like I said, we're speaking about America, but 
Melanated history is literally everywhere. Literally. Big big time. Uh, I'm also getting, just real quick, uh, I'm getting some calls from some brothers. People are having a hard time calling in. I'm getting a call from another brother. And obviously Dr. Emil just having the same problem. Um, I don't know if anybody else is having problems. If they are, please please let me know. Um, I got another brother said that he's dialing a number and it's not working. So I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. There's some type of technical difficulty going on. I got another brother uh, texting me personally on my phone. He says he's dialing a number and it does, it's not working. Um, all, I, all I can tell you is with that, I've, I've had some, uh, some, hold on, somebody typed something in the chat. It says, hold on, I'm calling from New York. I'm trying to join. It keeps on saying it. Subscriber is not in service. Um, not sure what's going on. All I can tell you is just just keep calling in. This sometimes happens occasionally, so there is some type of technical issue going on. Um, let me just reiterate to make sure uh, we're doing it right, and I guess that's the problem that Dr. Emotep is having, why he can't get in, and I got another brother texting me telling me the same thing that you guys are typing in. Uh, just to reiterate, um, the number is one seven two four 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 four. Seven four four four. Then it's going to ask you for a call ID. Then you're going to type in one three four seven seven eight pound, and then it's going to ask you for the pin, which is the number one followed by the pound symbol. Now that's obviously something that's going on. Um, all I can all I can tell you is just keep trying to call in. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, so what we're going to do? We're just going to continue our discussion and hopefully uh, that's some type of technical issue. Um, on my well, part, I was able to get on easily just now. Yeah, uh, but uh, if you look in the chat, uh, Ravonna Noon, there's some people ch- uh, typing in, they're having issues. Um, Dr. Emotep can't get in, and uh, Brother Satuk is texting me saying he's, every time he dials, it says that subscriber is not in service. So I'm not sure. Could just be could just be phone lines. I, I don't know. But everything appears to be okay on this end. The devil. Um, the devil. So we yeah, so we're just gonna we're just gonna continue our discussion. Um, if we get the brother on the line, we'll we'll plug him in, um, and we'll go from there. And hopefully, the people that are typing in the chat get get seven. I do see it. I do see your message in there. Um, so not sure. Um, he's calling from New York, and he's saying that he's trying to join in. He keeps saying the subscriber is not in service. Again, just keep calling. That's all thing I can tell you. Just keep calling, hanging up. It's probably just something technical. Uh, whatever, it'll clear up, um, and that's it. I mean, I can't tell you nothing else outside of that. Same thing, I just text the brother. Uh, but anyway, so we we were we were kind of building, you know, on the whole, you know, the Morris thing. Now, the thing the thing that we have to take into account, it's great to know all this history, okay? It's great to connect all this history. But one thing we like to stress here on Awakening Universal Minds is we have to take that history, that information, and we have to update it and put it into right now, this this moment right now, because one thing you've heard us all discuss on this show multiple times um, is sometimes our people have a syndrome of, of what I like to call living in the past. Okay, so we, I want to touch on that for a little bit. Even though sometimes on this show, depending on, you know, the guest or the topic that we talk about, we will go over some history, but we don't like to get stuck or caught up in it because of the fact that this is a condition that's also plaguing our people mentally. Um, it's great that we can say we're the original Moors, you know, we're the, we're the original mound builders, we're, we're descendants of the ancient Egyptians, or we're from this African tribe or that tribe. That's great. And it's all, it all holds 
a certain level of validity. But I want to stress this, okay? And I know my brother, Ravon, I know my brother, so I give you, will attest and add to this. We got a lot of niggas now that, unfortunately, you know, they want to they wanna put on dashikis and, <laughs> and they want to put, put on big-ass onks around their neck and, you know, and they, they want to, what I call them, Facebook and, and YouTube poses, and, you know, and they want to take these pictures and, People send me the stupidest shit. They send me pictures of them standing in these spiritual poses with their eyes looking all bugged out. And I'm not sure what the point of that is. Uh, to me, it's comical. So don't send me that shit. I'm not interested because the only person you're impressing is your own personal ego. Um, and we get stuck in that, that, that whole mindset. And my response to a lot of that is, how is that helping us in 2015? Because you can walk around and say you're a direct descendant uh, of the ancient Egyptians or the Moors, but if you can't pay your bills, take care of your family, and you're not successful financially, and you can't even dig into your pocket to buy a hot sandwich, and you're not a living example of what you teach. So I can't listen to that. And I, you've heard us talk about on the show no, before. Brother, no, brother, it's, it's all about being spiritual and wearing all yeah. this stuff, brother. That's right, brother. It's about being very spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> But we, we, we've talked about it on the show. I mean, how many cats do you know want to tell you about what herbs to take and how to get your health in order, but yet this cat is coughing the lung up, he's sick all the time, nose running, out of shape, but this individual wants to give you information on how you should get your health in order. Then then we all know this cat. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows this cat. What about the brother or sister that's always got the investment hustle? Come on, we all know somebody like this. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, there you go. <laughs> they got the, they got the get rich scheme. They want to tell you how to make money, but yet they're on Section Eight, collecting welfare, li- living in the projects. But they want to tell you what to do with your money and how to invest. <laughs> and that's not a knock if you live in the projects. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you got to be a living example of the information. That's that, that's the point. So what tends to happen is, you know, on the inside we're all screwed up. But on the outside, it looks nice. Yeah, oh, look at the brother. Look at the sister. They got a nice natural slash afro. You know, look, at they got the whole look down pack. They got the big, you know, the dashiki and the ankh on. And look at all the African jewelry they got on. Sometimes we mask that and cover up what's really going on on the inside. Because it really, the outside can sometimes represent the insecurities that we're trying to cover on the inside. So let's talk about that real quick, brothers. Um, if you want to chime in, Brother Levada, I know you just got here. If you want to go ahead and chime in on that real quick. Of course, brother. You know I'm itching. I'm itching, brother. No, it's not <laughs> go ahead, brother. <laughs> well, um, how about this, brother? This this is the this the supreme, brother. Me and uh, Asaf were talking about this the other day. How about the brother that comes to the sister and says, brother, there's the brother now. He says, sister, I just I just love you. You're so beautiful, I feel your spirit from far away. I've Uh-oh. never met you, but That's your addiction. spirit is just coming through the computer. That's it, it's brother. It's making me feel such wonderful kind of ways. When all he's really saying is, can I get that pussy? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> These are the people who are dangerous. These are the conscious pimps. These are conscious the uh, intellectual hustlers. And let me let me say this because this is something that I I, I realized today. 
we get so caught up on being intellectual that this intellectual authority that people think they have makes them live life in a disconnected way. What I mean by that is they're so intellectual, they have to intellectualize everything that they forget to live life and experience it. Right. And the best teacher, the best teacher to help your soul mature is life and the experiences of life. No, brother, but spirituality don't have nothing to do with life, brother. It doesn't. They become so intellectual that they become disconnected from life. That's right. I'll give you an example of what I mean. You're you're going along and you're walking and all of a sudden something happens right in front of you. That's the brother that, let's say he's with his man, he'll say, see, the reason that happens is because the arc of the sun was at a 23-degree angle. Light beat down to the ground, and it caused a reflection to hit the car's windshield, where the wind and, and, and the driver was blinded. See, what the hell difference does it make what degree the sun was at? Just it's a life experience that just occurred. Nah, nah, brother. See, it, it happened it because Mercury was in retrograde, brother. Yeah, fuck Mercury retrograde. I'm tired of them niggas, too. But anyway, <laughs> listen. So, these are the intellectual hustlers because they feel that the only way to mask who they are is by intellectualizing everything and seeming deep. How do we know this on this show? Because many of us who are speaking on this show are guilty of doing that years ago. That's right. So we know from experience what it's like. You know how many draws and panties I hustled off of females just being intellectual? It That's was, right. It was like a game, dude. It was like, who can, who can hit that? That's right. this is what has happened to the conscious community. Speaking firsthand, these things I used to do 15, 20 years ago, I became a master of that crap. It was so simple and easy. It was like giving a, a, a it's like you just rapping to a sister in the street. Now you're just coming on some conscious tip, and it's easy. But guess what, dude? You're still just as fucked up as you were before you started learning all this knowledge. You're still fucked up because you're still doing fucked up things to mask your pain, mask your issues. And mask your beliefs that have led you to the situation you're in. This is something I posted today. I said, what difference does it make how deep you are if you're still fucked up inside and have not dealt with your bullshit? So somebody somebody posted a response back and said, well, what's wrong with wearing, you know, cultural clothing there ain't a goddamn thing wrong with it or right with it. What does it, all it makes you is just a cultural pimp, or it makes you a cultural a person that's wearing cultural clothes that's still fucked up. It, what difference does it make what the exterior is presenting to be if you're not the living embodiment of what you proclaim you're teaching? How can I go around saying, you know, the black woman is God, but then I'm fucking screwing 20 of them at the same time. What difference does it make if I say, well, you know, sister, you shouldn't let. This is stupidity. And you know who I'm talking about when I say this. They, they, they come out with some fucking rule book, and they come out and say, well, you know, it's okay for the man to have more than one wife, but it's not okay for the woman, right? 
Right. And you'll say, well, why is it okay for the man but not the woman? Well, you know, right. the woman is the cultivator, nourisher, of the and the life giver, so, you know, you wouldn't really know who the father is. True, I understand that. But at the same time, you tell the woman she shouldn't sleep around because every time she sleeps with somebody, she's taking in that person's energy, right? That's right. So now your man is sleeping with four other, three other women. What the fuck difference? What are you really trying to say? He's giving her the same energy. Correct. Oh, well, you know, it's just the same four, so it's okay. No, it's still fucked up, dude. Because, Big time. Because if those four women are all fucked up inside, then they keep passing this in a circle, and you get just keep passing it in a cycle, a vicious cycle of stupidity. It doesn't and, make no difference. So, well, let me, yeah, let me let me add this real quick before we, uh, and again, I see, uh, real quick before we get back to that, uh, I'm, I'm getting all types of texts. Again, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, I see you guys typing in, but if you can hear it online, um, I guess for a lot of people from New York calling saying they keep, they're getting blocked and they can't get in. Again, I don't know what's going on. Um, if you can't hear it online, um, if you want to type questions in, type questions in uh, when we open that up in a few. I mean, I see you guys typing in Seth Affleck, I guess, nine. I, I see you guys. Um, that's the best I can tell you right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I am getting the text. I am aware of it. Um, again, so I'm not sure. So just just keep listening. Hopefully, uh, maybe it'll clear up. It's, it's got to be something technical. That's all I can tell you right now. Um, but real quick, brother, on, on on that subject, before I forget, and it's funny that you're bringing all that up. And 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 the thing, like you're saying, you know, it's that we, we, you know we at one point going back, you know, a couple years, we 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 portrayed those same mentalities and attitudes, and we we like to call that, you know, uh, you know, fishing for 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 doctrine, not doctrine. Unfortunately, you got a lot of these clowns. Um, look at all these organizations out there tonight or that exists, period, not tonight, but that are out there right now, that that all, which gets me sick to my stomach, you know, and all this, the black woman is God, black woman is God, blah, 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 blah. Really, it's a balance, man. So I don't advocate neither neither or, because we need both, the man and the female. But my whole question to all of these organizations that promote that ideology, and I like to say it's an ideology, is where all the female teachers. You know, you guys say that the black woman is God, put the black woman out front. But all I see in all these organizations are nothing but men out front. And enough of talking about it because it's actually pretty nauseating. It makes me want to pretty much fucking puke because that I use that example because the cats that are saying that are the cats that are looking for that addiction like my brother's talking about. That's that sending out those pimp energy waves or that spiritual conscious pimping game. And they're trying to, as we like to term, prep the female mentally. And the female can't fall for that no more because if we're ever going to grow, we have to get that in order because bottom line is this. We only go so far as our women go. Now, the women has a different level of intelligence that's very crafty and you have to be careful. But anyway, continue, bro. I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. So also now speaking on the flip side of that, so every so often you'll meet the conscious pimp sister. Yeah, you're out there too. You're out there too. So don't, you're not exempt because right. they'll come with that hustle of, uh, you know, my brother, it's written in the stars. <laughs> Fucking written in the stars. Anyway, it's written in the stars, brother, for us to be together. Who the fuck said, what star was that? Give, you know, it, was, it was Capricorn and uh, it was Capricorn. Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> it's written in the stars, brother, you know. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. It's 
written for us to be together. Uh, no, I'm I'm happily married. I don't fucking need that shit, dumbass. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But you got right. you got I'm not just pointing out. It's, it's crazy because I, I I think it's disgusting how niggas live off of that zodiac shit. One thing I learned about the conscious community: whatever you were before you came into consciousness, it just makes you that much better. If you was a fucking hustler, guess what you just right. a better hustler. That's right. If you That's were a right. motherfucking pimp, guess what you became? A better pimp. If you there were you a go. fucking hoe, you became a better hoe. If you That's were became right. whatever it was you were before you got into consciousness, you still that, son. Because you, mo- I guarantee you that mo- probably 90% of the conscious community has never dealt with their dragon. They've never confronted their dragon uh, and encountered their demons of issues and ever done the work to overcome it. And guess what, my friends? You can never be a master, a god, or a king, queen, whatever you want to call yourself, unless you confront your dragon and go into the dark places of your cavern, of your cave, and deal with those issues and overcome them. So you can call right. yourself Niggas, niggas, niggas want to be the great old makes and mound builders, but they don't want to do the work to be that. <laughs> you can walk around with a tar bush that reaches the top of the Empire State Building. Niggas, that's right, brother. That's right. <laughs> you're still fucked up in the inside. If you're still crafty and you're shady and you're doing all these things, I don't care how much you hold tap me. You can hold tap me to my face turn blue. You're still fucked up. That's and I right. tell this because I did this from experience, dude. We've done these brothers on this show. We've experienced this crap. We're not any better than anybody. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is we've done work to get over a lot of that bullshit that is still being done by many of these people that claim right. to be so conscious. So you understand that if we've done the work and we're sharing the experience, is because we want people to have their own opportunity to wake up. What do I mean by that? It's very important. I mean that you should be given the opportunity to make the decision what you want to do over your life, not somebody making it for you. If somebody's writing a book called Pasarak, which is a book full of rules, you're not given a chance, not even a chance, for your own free will to determine the course of your own life for what is right or wrong according to your perception for your life. You're being, that is taken away from you. If I come into a conscious, a conscious and awareness, and I'm told immediately by all these fucking psychic vampires and fucking pimps and hoes that want to sabotage and suck you dry, if I'm told immediately, oh, brother or sister, you know, you're conscious now, so you have to wear a dashiki, you have to put on the yank, you have to, you know, take on an African or Egyptian comedic name, you have to, you know, speak this comedic language. Nigga, you just got, your soul just got given over to somebody again. As quickly as you took it away from whatever you left, you just gave it back over. Because anytime somebody tells you you have to do this in order to be conscious or in order to be spiritual, your whole willpower was just taken from you, and you're just back to being a servant or slave. Yeah. The truth is, the peasant, the peasant, the layman, the regular person is a master in disguise. It's not the people who are fancy. It's not the people who are dressed up. It's not the people that are wearing all this dashikis and, you know, fezes and tarbushes. It's the regular person who could be a master. You, you, you use the biblical uh, metaphor 
I think I think it was uh, that Yashua used, um, you know, and um, and, and I think it's like in workman's clothes or something like that. He was, he was in gardener's clothes. He was. Yes. Guys in gardeners' clothes. That's a master, and most people fail to realize that because they're looking for masters for some swami or guru from India, looking for a master from some sheikh or, or you know, uh, some imam from Arabia or somewhere. But they don't realize that there's masters right here in America. You just can't see them because they're not going to make themselves an obvious, fucking walking, idiotic, stupid-looking baboon in the middle of a city. They realize it's not about the exterior. That has nothing to do with the interior. It is nice. It looks good, cute, and everything. But that's not what it. That's not where it's at. You can look so at the person, let's, let's, and as soon as that person opens their mouth, they share words of wisdom that can transform you. But you won't suspect it from them because you're looking for the wrong person to come. You're looking from Yahshua to come down from heaven, and that's the problem. You can't see the regular person on the block that could be the more wise than some Yahshua. You don't realize that. So you're still looking in all the wrong places. Right. Let's talk about this real quick. Now now having said all that, I wanna I wanna I wanna chime in on this real quick. Now again, this is not uh, let, let's be clear on this. This is not a show about hugging trees and holding hands. So sometimes we got we got a misconception of what's of what's yeah, what spirituality is. Uh, now, again, if you're online, you can type questions in. We're going to take some calls and questions shortly, but you can go ahead and start typing questions in if you're online. Um, but, again, this, this, this is not a show. This is a reality check. And the reason why we're bringing these things up, these are things people don't want to talk about because people, again, our people suffer from a disease called grandor illusions, that I, as I like to say. Um, now, we got all this stuff out here. Uh, like tonight we started talking about the Moors. Uh, the Native Americans, the Egyptians, the Africans. We got all these different organizations. We got Nation of Islam. We got the Duwapian Baboons. We got we got the um uh, you know list goes on. We got all these Moorish groups that exist. We got House of Consciousness. Now we're getting caught up in that same trap and spell. Now here's the big hustle and the big game is everybody everybody wants to debate back and forth and hustle with each other now. And you mentioned earlier spiritual vampires. See, I won't even waste my energy and time. I'll be damned if I put together a whole forum to debate some idiotic black Hebrew Israelite. That's not going to happen. See, that's part of the plan and the trick to suck your spiritual energy. That shit to me is a waste of time. Now, I think intentionally we have certain individuals in place that keep enforcing that mindset and that system or structure to keep things in that realm. And I think I believe it's done intentionally because I see certain things that are happening that people keep kept getting keep getting stuck in it. I mean, I, I look at all these clowns online that are arguing over the Bible, the Quran, and religion. Who gives a shit? Shit is irrelevant in this day and time. Why are we still on this nonsense? Amen. I brother. couldn't care. Yeah, who cares about Abraham, Moses, Jesus, any of that stuff? Because it's not real. You can't prove it's real. First, come with some documented evidence that it's real. Why are you going to argue about a book of fictitious people that don't even exist? But we're, we're caught up in that mindset. So the, the, so the thought process is this. With all this information out there, and we're showing you the, the objective of the topic that we're talking about tonight is to bring to light the games and the hustles that go inside this whole conscious concept. We're, we're talking about the female-male thing, for an example, Okay. 
we know, brothers, and, and like my good brother said, and sisters, that they use the spirituality and the consciousness sometimes for personal gain, just like everybody else would anything else. This has to be addressed because shit, we, when we, we, did it, we did it before yeah. our damn selves, shit. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this, this, this has to be addressed and put into perspective because what all person we're fooling is ourselves. And like I said, you heard my brother say it, you heard me say it, you heard my other brother say it. It doesn't mean you can't wear cultural clothing. That's not what we're saying. It doesn't mean don't wear your hair natural. All those things are great, but what we are saying, it becomes a problem when it becomes more about that than about your spirituality. Now, my brother mentioned about finding a master. If you look in the mirror, you'll find that master. You just need to know the right information that's going to spark awakening that inner master within you. And that wasn't being said because we're not telling you by all means to get up tomorrow morning and go on a journey and search for a spiritual master because then we're back to spookism again. And as we talked about on previous shows, that's the problem with these so-called black organizations because the same bullshit happens over and over. And you get lured in based on the information. It, it, it really it caters to your ego, whether you want to admit it or not. You want to hear something that sounds all pro-black and high and mighty and makes your ego and you're all fuzzy and warm and you feel black good. Black power, black power. Black power, black power. And, you know, <laughs> you know the, the, the hate the white man school, you know, the white man did this, the white man did oh, that. Uh, speak, speak, speaking of the hate the white man thing, I'm also tired. I'm telling you, I go online, man. I mean, on Facebook, and, I, and I, it's 2015, and I can't, I still can't believe niggas still on that bullshit, man. It's well, like, yeah. God damn, dude. It's like, well, here's, well, here's the here's the other thing, and I, and, I, and I talked about this in a, in a class I did this past Sunday. The, the other brothers and sisters we have to be cautious of are the, are the want to be revolutionaries. I, again, I call them illusionaries because here's the thing. Now I spoke earlier, and if you haven't seen the movie. Go watch it, okay? The most important part, and I, and, I, and I actually spoke, it's on it's on one of my last YouTube videos. If you go and watch the movie some, here's, here's something I found. The most important part of that movie that went right over everybody's head, and I'm going to tell you the part. After they done got their ass kicked about eight times marching, which that. Um, there's a scene in the movie where, and I believe the guy, I could be wrong, was one of the reverends, but I think it was the guy uh, that played Ralph Abernathy. It was supposed to be Ralph Abernathy. And if you're familiar with black history, you know who he is. Um, so it was like after one of the third times they tried to go over the bridge in Selma, the one dude was like, man, I'm tired of this marching shit. You know, we, we need to get some guns and, and start, you know, shooting, you know, shooting shit up, right? So the reverend's response to him is, check this out now. The reverend's response to him what you gonna what you gonna fight them with? A couple of your little thirty twos, a few rifles, you're gonna take out about four or five of them and they're gonna take out about five, six hundred of us, right? So the dude's response to him is Well, the Bible says an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Now here's the reverend's response. He said, Man, won't you wake up? Don't you see this ain't got nothing to do with the Bible and God? Go watch the shit. That was his response. Don't you see this ain't got nothing to do with the Bible or God? And the other response to take note of is, that's what I'm saying today to these revolutionary brothers. You're sitting there talking about revolution. Where are your resources? Where, where, where is your money? Where are your weapons? What are you going to go out into the front line with? What are you fighting this so-called Caucasian? 
what are you fighting him with? He's got tanks. He's got missiles. You understand? He's got high-powered tech weapons that he can come into your neighborhood and wipe it out in the blink of an eye. So How about now, the, 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 uh, the missiles are coming out and saving you from all that shit? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, now, now you're back to religion and spookism. So if you think the sky is gonna, if you think the sky is gonna open up and some mystical spiritual being is gonna come save you, then your ass might as well go back to the Christian church <laughs> and sit in there and wait because that doesn't make any sense to me. But what I'm trying to show you is something simple and practical. It's a mindset that we have to analyze and really break down. You're basically sending me to a gun battle with a butter knife. Basically, you're sending me as a sheep to be slaughtered. That's not a practical solution. So then you say to yourself, all right, brother, then what is the solution? It's real simple. If you listened to the last 15, 20 shows we did, you've heard myself. You have heard uh, Brother Ravana Noon, Brother Sargidi. You heard Dr. Blair uh, last week. You heard Dr. Jewel Pukram uh, elegantly explain, real simple, the root of everything starts spiritually and mentally. You can't, you can't negate that fact. Meaning, do I want to put high-tech weaponry, weaponry into, a, into an ignorant person's hands? No, I want that person to have a certain mindset. Because if the mindset is instilled mentally and the spirituality is there and the, and the level of consciousness is there and it evolves, that is the starting point. That is going to manifest and blossom into everything else going into place, not in a spooky perspective, because you will change the energy grid. Let's talk about that real quick because, again, remember last week we were talking about your melanin being a manifestation of the electromagnetic spectrum. So that's drawing and emitting energy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no getting around that. So if this is an energy conductor per se, I'm trying to use a simplistic term to create a visual so you can grasp what we're talking about. So we are constantly reciprocating energy and we're constantly giving off energy. But that starts in the mind and it starts in the spirit and it starts in the soul. We have to start there. The problem we have to be careful of is we've got all these people focusing on external things. So that's why I'm saying it becomes a problem when you're caught up in the physicality of information, what you dress like, what you're looking like. You're caught up in the civilizations of the past because this creates a certain mindset. Now, how is this important? Because remember, last week, Dr. Jewell said, your thoughts, some people are so hung up on past thoughts that it's actually destroying their electromagnetic spectrum or their melanin, and it's making their melanin work against themselves. That's deep and important to understand because this is where the problem starts to be created and becomes rooted in the mind. And if the origin of everything or the beginning origin of melanin is in the brain, let's, let's meditate on that for a quick minute. Now you have to factor that thought process in. This is something that has to be addressed because I believe this is the missing link or the piece of information that we are lacking, for lack of a better word, to take us to that next level. We're missing this key element because we're caught up in all the nonsense. We're caught up in all the ignorant stuff that really is not going to pay off any dividends come, come you know, high noontime or whatever you want to call it or when shit hits the fan, whatever term you need to use. Okay, so point being, if you're one of those persons on that revolutionary mentality, where are your resources? What's your plan? Because you've got to be an ignorant fool to get on social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, whatever other, you know, Instagram, and, and because I believe these people didn't get enough of breast milk when they were kids and they need attention. And you're going to get on there talking about what you're going to do to the white man. It's ridiculous. You're going on his social media sites. 
instead of using it in a reverse way to educate your people and use it just for that purpose alone because it really doesn't serve any other purpose. You got these wannabe posers and gangsters. They want to get on the Internet and tell you what they're going to do. Man, you ain't doing shit to the way, man. Point blank. Stop it. Stop it. Now, you can't even pay your rent. You understand? Nigga? You, your car's getting repossessed, and you want, and you're talking about you're a revolutionary. You got a plan, okay? Yeah. I heard one fool. I heard real quick one fool. And what's that? What's that brother's name? Revano. I think his name is King Noble, right? He says he's a revolutionary. I got to throw this out there real quick. And again, it's not. It's not. It's not to pick on nobody, but but, but damn, it is what it is. Um. People were questioning him when the whole Baltimore riot thing went down. Listen to this now. Let me show you the sickness and the mentality. Real, this, 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 will, this will sum it up in a nutshell. Um, people were riding him hard because he talks all this black revolutionary shit. And they were like, well, how come you didn't set up posts in Baltimore when the riots were going down? Listen to this Negro's response. You go pull it up on his website. Well, you know, I didn't have the resources to get out there. Uh, hold on now. It's worse. I had the resources. Yeah, exactly. I had the resources to get out there, um, but if people want to assist and help me, um, they can make donations. All right, stop right there. This is where I got a problem with that shit, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay, this is the same individual that claims they're not part of the system, right? Go, go pull up his lectures. I'm, I'm not telling you nothing that you can't find out for yourself. This is an individual that says he has completely separated himself from mainstream not, society. Not, 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 not only that, this is a grown-ass man that hasn't bathed in like six years. But anyway, the whole, <laughs> point is the whole point is this. It says he's disconnected from mainstream society and lives a life of a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, 350, 65-days-a-year revolutionary. So that sounds good, man. Don't that shit sound good? Make you want to, you know, get your pick and put your right fist up and shout black power, right? But here, here, here's where people ain't paying attention. All right, so you've done that, but yet you're willing to accept donations from people that are in the system. So are you not still supporting that system by taking donations and that money from people that may be working, per se, for the white man, working in society and the system, or are you saying because technically you didn't do it, but you're able to take the money? Weak ass shit. Basically, it boils down to this. The nigga's broke. The nigga can't leave Atlanta and basically can't travel from one town to another simply because it's an idiotic, stupidity mind state. This is the shit that I'm talking about that I'm so tired of hearing because, nigga, if you can't get from Georgia to Baltimore, how are you going to fight a war? Let me say that shit again. Hold on. (laughs) Real quick. If you don't have the financial means to travel from Atlanta to Baltimore, you want to recruit people for your revolutionary war? I don't even want to see your artillery, brother. I don't even want to see it. I, I, I don't even pull it out. I don't even want to see it because that's well, all. He, he's, a, he, he's King Noble, the sex god guru, so he's going to do some sex magic. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a thing called sex and water, brother. <laughs> first of all, let's, let's, let's address the name, first of all. King, King. What motherfucking king was broke? Let me, let me, let's, let's just yeah, 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 yeah. Even the brokest king has some level of finances, income, okay? So that, that, that right there does not make any sense. Second of all, how can you be a king and then be living in some goddamn projects, okay? Third of all, then you're a fucking porno star, and then you have women bowing down to you. 
Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this shit. He has a picture of a woman bowing down to him. She's naked on the ground, bowing down to him. You see the logic in this? Oh, my goodness. Then, I can't I can't get to Baltimore because I'm broke. So that means, like, okay, let's take him and multiply that because there's many hymns out there. You multiply that. And now look yeah. at stupidity. Oh, he's, hold taking, on. he's taking donations, brother. He's taking donations, brother. No, no, check out the stupidity. <laughs> now you have, a, you have these revolutionaries. They set some stupidity off, right? Oh, uh, hold on, brother. I, I can't I can't finish shooting over here because I ran out of ammo. <laughs> Do you have a donation for me so I could go get more rounds at Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> Think about this shit now. <laughs> So that means your revolution would stop halfway through because you ran out of ammo. Because <laughs> y'all niggas are broke. So you got to say, well, you know what? Give us a month and we'll start this war again and we'll meet up in another city to do it. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. this is the yeah. revolutionary masters that we're talking about here. Yeah, brother. Okay? That's it. Oh, yeah. It's something hold on, hold on, hold on. Now you have the same niggas who tell you they're not supporting the system, but yet this nigga's making pornos. You're using the internet. That's not yours. That's theirs, by the way. That's their That's system, right. right? That's right. You're making YouTube videos. Whose system is that? Not yours. That's owned by the original Africans, brother. It was actually called YouTubaka. You just don't know that, brother. You got to research that. Yeah, okay, nigga. And then, <laughs> not only that, these motherfuckers are wearing fatigues. Um, okay. Yeah. First of all, the fatigues, that's not African. The combat boots is not African. But you guys are so pro-black revolutionary. That's right, No, brother. you're stupid, idiotic motherfuckers, to keep it plain and simple. That's what you are, because you make no damn sense at the end of the day. Oh, I'm a journalist. Oh, yeah, let, let me, I'm going to add this on, too. Something that I found out recently is... The government pretty much picks up the IQ of any group that they're dealing with. So they, you know, the way that they do that is they take the leader's IQ and they divide it by two. You divide that leader's IQ by two, that's the whole group's actual IQ. Well, guess what? Most of these revolutionaries' IQ is some of the lowest motherfuckers, dumbest motherfuckers on the planet right now. (laughs) That's That's correct. But, hey, having, having said that, let's talk about money real quick. This is important, and I'm glad you bring it up, Ravana Noon. So we just discussed about being broke. Watch this. Now, what I'm about to say, I don't want this to be misinterpreted. Let's talk about this real quick. Now, what we're about to say doesn't mean that we're rich. That's not what it means. But it doesn't mean, it also doesn't mean that we broke. And let me explain to you what I'm talking about. This is another topic that we need to address and we need to talk about. First of all, you can't have all this spiritual knowledge. You can't have all this high levels of consciousness, and you broke as hell. That means there's an imbalance somewhere there, somewhere in your life. Let me say that again, because this is the shit niggas don't want to talk about. All right. If you had all this knowledge, listen to me closely, write it down, meditate on this, get some clarity on it if this applies to you. If you have all this knowledge, you've mastered all this information, you've studied all this information, and you're still broke and struggling, there's a spiritual imbalance in your life. You just have not connected with it and figured out what it was. And let me give you an example. When the forces of nature work for you, when ancestral magic works for you, give you an example. If I want to go out and buy a car tomorrow, I go out and buy a car tomorrow. It's done. It's over. 
If I want to go purchase a house, I go buy a house. It's done. It's over. If I feel like I want to get in my car right now and go buy something to eat, or if I feel like just going to pick something up at the store, and I'm not talking about in a materialistic, um, you, you know, gluttonous way. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we as spiritual masters, when we want things on the physical realm, we are able to just access it and get it, and it's it. It's, it's that it, it, that it's done. Now, you're able to draw these things through to you, okay, based on your spiritual energy, not in no spooky way. So I, I want, I'm taking the spookism out of it. It doesn't mean you don't have to work. It doesn't mean you don't that you gotta have a plan. But you'll find out when you execute your plan, whether it's through work or business, things will start to manifest for you. Doors will open up where you still gotta do the work, but you'll find that. What you need materialistically will come on a need basis. Let me say that again. That's why a real spiritual master knows he'll never be a billionaire, but he'll never be broke. Let me say that again. A real spiritual master knows he won't be a billionaire, but he sure as hell won't go hungry and he won't suffer, and he won't be poor as hell. Because I can tell you this, and my brothers can tell you this, I'm far from poor. You understand? If I want to, if I want to, after this call, hang up and go to a restaurant and eat eat at a steakhouse or whatever, I, there's no problem with that. Why am I bringing that up? I'm using those metaphors not because I want to tell you that I feel like going to a steakhouse. That's not why I'm telling you that shit. I'm bringing that up because if you are one of these spiritual masters, right, and you're talking all this heavy, deep information, and say you need to buy a means of transportation. I'm bringing this up because we were talking about, for an example, the brother not having the resources to go from, from Atlanta to Baltimore, which is fucking comical to me. God damn it. What is a Greyhound ticket? Like 30 bucks and shit or something, 40 bucks from there to there? Well, anyway, <laughs> well, the, whole, the whole point being is you as a spiritual master should say, if I need a mode of transportation to go nowhere, boom, it's done. Now, if you don't have that doorway or that gateway opening for you, your energy grid is off. You need, and like, like my brother Ravon Anun was saying earlier in the show, he used the term, you know, confronting your dragons. Um, that's just a term for your, your baggage, the things that's weighing you down, your, 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 your um, spiritual demons that might be plaguing your spiritual growth. We talked about it last week on the show um, when we mentioned that ritual you can do, for an example. There's many different ways you can connect with that. Now, I'm bringing that back up because that's the starting point. If you do not address that, if you do not take that situation head on, you'll never be successful because it's about balancement. If you understand when we did earlier shows on the seven principles of Tahuti and the system of Ma'at, okay, you know that those two things are connected. Um, one serves a purpose and the other serves the other, meaning Matt is merged or married with the seven principles of Tehuti, but seven principles of Tehuti go beyond what Matt was instituting on the physical realm. So you need that balance, man. And this is where the problem comes in. So when you run into people today, this is my whole point. You got what I like to term the super spiritual space cadet. This is that Negro and Negret that all they do is sit around being spiritual all goddamn day, but they broke as shit. They, they ain't got no money in their pocket. They probably live with Aunt, Aunt, Aunt Bessie and, and Uncle Boudreaux, you know, in the basement somewhere. But they spiritual as hell, though. They, they spiritual in a motherfucker, though, I'll tell you that. Then you got the other cat that's chasing money all the time, and he's pretty much demonic, and all he's about is materialistic things and money, and he has no level of spirituality. Um, and then you got the other cat that, you know, we talked about earlier, who's always got the money and hustle schemes. Then you got the other cat that's sick all the time, but he's a master herbologist. Now, I'm bringing those examples up. Again, this is an imbalancement. 
Because if you gravitate towards one more than the other, there's an imbalance there. Now, we've always said on this show, there's a time to meditate. There's a time for inner reflection. There's a time for contemplation. There's a time to do spiritual magic. There's a time to read and study. But there's a time to play. There's a time to have sex. There's a time to eat. There's a time just to have fun and kick back. I'm I'm a big sports fan. My brothers are, are big sports fans. There's a time to kick back and watch sports. You see, what tends to happen is some cats take this, oh, yeah, you shouldn't do any of those things. You shouldn't watch sports. You shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't do that. You got you know, you to wear your African attire every day, brother, and you got to admit that's, that's some That's some bugged out space cadet nonsense. And this is what we're trying to point out. You'll find a grounded individual who knows how to utilize his, his or her time is able to put in a lot of things into perspective. They'll know when it's, to, it's time to kick in. And, and exercise those certain things. Like if I want to hang this phone up tonight and I want to watch ESPN and kick back, that's what I'm going to do. That's evil, I'm brother. Not, evil. That's evil, brother, yeah. But 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 if you're going to come along as some space cadet and tell me, oh, see, brother, you caught up into the world. Nah, nigga, I control the experiment, nigga. But I wanted to chime that in. What's your brother's take on that? You got it. First of all, you're, you're evil, brother, because you said a lot of evil stuff right now, brother. That's right. That's right. I'm going to help. They go into conscious hell right now, brother. Conscious community has condemned you. They've condemned the show. No, seriously. Um, I would say that uh, the imbalancement, the main imbalancement that you were talking about first at the beginning, and I'm gonna let Asar take off with this because this is this is his baby that we're about to go into. The first, Good. the first level of that imbalancement, as we know, we always talk about this on the show, is at the navel chakra. The navel chakra is the unconscious seat. The right. unconscious seat is really where your, basically your physical plane is sitting at, your physical and etheric plane. What happens with a lot of these fools is that they don't realize their unconscious bullshit that manifests daily in their life. The reason why it manifests is because they refuse to address the very things that you brought up. They become extremists. Oh, I got to be conscious so I can't watch TV now. Really? Where is that written at? Is that some new commandment, some new book, some new book of, of stupidity? You know, uh, the ten stupid, stupid commandments for black people? No, it's not. It's not written anywhere. It's just somebody's opinion and perspective of what they think you have to do to be righteous. Listen, you can, and I think this quote says it the best. I meditate, I drink I drink green tea, and I do yoga, and I still want to smack people. I think that about sums it up, folks. That sums it up. Because in reality, that's exactly how I feel. People get into super spiritual conscious crap, and they forget that you could dance, laugh, cry. That's right, brother. That's right. You can play basketball, and still be as spiritual as the guy who's up in the Himalayas meditating day and night. That's right, the only man. Difference, the only difference is somewhere in your subconscious to your conscious mind, you've been programmed to think that that is not what spiritual is because we've been given some Eastern doctrine, but we have Western minds. And you have to bring a balance between the Western mind and the Eastern heart. That's right. There has to be a balance. The gurus didn't see what we see. They don't go through what we go through. They don't live through what we live. 
That's right. See, they have the time and ability to go up into the Himalayas and chill and meditate and chant right. and do this all day and night. We don't have shit, that. Shit, shit, a nigga over here that do that, his ass is going to be a Yeah, we live in a society that if you do that, guess where you'll be? Homeless, That's in right. jail, or some other uh-huh. That's right. And and that is the real reality of it. You have to balance your life and realize as much as you are in heaven is as much as you should be rooted to earth. That's right. It's not one more over the other. Bullshit. You're in a physical experience. You're living a physical experience. And too many people are trying to master the spiritual before they even master the physical. That's right. Let me repeat. Yeah, yeah, most actually, it's funny. Most of our brothers and sisters that I've come across in my life in the so-called conscious community, many of them, they try to live in their higher chakras, and they don't want to deal with the three lower chakras because exactly. that's where the work is. They don't want to do no fucking work. They they, well, they're not, they don't want to ground their reality. They just want to be all up in the in the cosmos and shit. Let me repeat you know that mean? again, then. Let me repeat it again. What's the problem? The problem is they have yet to learn to master their physical, and they're trying to master their spiritual. You can't. You got to master work. your physical first before you can it master your spiritual. Because That's right. one thing is, you live here on earth. You don't live in risk for you Nuwapian crazies. That's you right. don't live in, Os- in Cyrus or Sirius and Pleiades. You're motherfucking here on earth. You're not a star. You're not a set who some say are descended from the stars or some say we're here. It doesn't matter. Literally, to me, I don't give a damn where they came from, okay, mm-hmm. or what they were originated from. The point is when they were here, they were here, okay? They lived here and did things here. They mastered their realm here because they realized in this existence you are – Bounded by one major thing. It's called gravity, folks. You're always reminded that you're on Earth because of gravity. And if you don't think that that's true, fly, nigga, fly. (laughs) See how far you get with your spiritual ass. Fly. That's it, brother. It's very spiritual. You can't. You're stuck here on Earth because you're physically grounded here. So in order to ascend, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And in order to ascend mentally, you got to let go of the garbage. you got to address the garbage. You can't get past this realm unless your garbage is addressed. Very That's the key. That's the key. Because and brother, you know how many brother, brothers, Ivana, brother how Ivana, many I know him real quick, real quick before, would you back, I want you to back up on something that you said real quick. You, you talked about two or three minutes ago. You said the back then the spiritual gurus, and I think this is this also connects to what you're saying about the imbalancement. Like you said two minutes ago, back then these guru masters were, you know, they were meditating in, in, in the Himalayas, etc. It people don't understand, like you just said, it was a different time frame. Now most of us are we're living in modern day society. We're dealing with the stresses of living in these big cities and these big big towns. So uh, that's key for people to get understand what you said two minutes ago locked in their head. We're living in a different time. We're living in a di- and, and I think that stress is what we've been saying the last several weeks. If we don't take that information and update it and bring it into the present moment, it's irrelevant. 
Exactly. And, you know. Hey, it's, hold on. I'm going to add on to that, though. Head on, Barry White. Head on, brother. <laughs> but, hey, nah. Uh, see sorry, I think on the Barry White chocolate. That's where he no, nigga. <laughs> but, you know, like my good brothers are saying, like many of our people are not really not really grounded in their own consciousness. And, and see, and it all really starts from your childhood. I mean, we've said this shit so many fucking times, but it's really serious. Many of our people are not grounded or rooted in who they are because it starts from their childhood as a child growing up, they didn't fully develop their root chakra, so they're not rooted. So this is why you got these conscious niggas, they want to be all in the cosmos, you know. They want to do all this magical shit, but they don't want to do no work. You know, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to do no earth, no type of earth labor or nothing. Uh, You know, they don't want to, you know, fart and smell the flowers. You know, but you know it's sad it's sad but I found this out from just my personal journey a lot of times when we are traumatized in our lower chakras mainly our root our root is the root of all the chakras it's like you said if your ass is not grounded and rooted in who you are if your ass is not grounded and rooted in who you are you you can forget the spiritual cosmic shit. I'm just telling you that straight up. Down out of breath, brother. What's going on over there, brother? Yeah, you got a little, you got a little static there. Let's do that. Let's let's, let's oh, do it. Oh, oh, I was saying, oh, I was saying that. I said that if you if you're not grounded and rooted in who you are and your consciousness, you can forget all the spiritual cosmic shit. You can forget right. that shit because. You ain't even ready for that level. You don't even know how to be a fucking human yet. You trying to yeah, be a motherfucking god. You you don't even know how to be a human. Yeah, that, that's very that's just very very important. Let me, Let's do this. real quick, Mike. Real quick, brother. Let me just yeah, say brother. this. If you haven't, if you if you're just tuning in for the first time, or if you heard us before, and you're trying to wonder, well, what do we mean by doing the work, or what are you talking about? What work? What is this? There's many episodes where we gave examples and work to be done. But I'll give one quick one before the brother continue on. The real quick thing, what we mean is dressing your core issues, your issues. What are your issues? I'll give you an example of what I mean by issues. If you feel that you have to wear a big ankh across your chest, you know what I mean by a big onk. This, this that's, onk that's, so that's, big. That's, that's the Negro Superman symbol yeah. today, brother. It's it, <laughs> so big that it makes Flav Flav's watch look small, right? <laughs> How big the onk is, then you're seeking attention. That's the issue. You may not consciously be aware of this. Subconsciously, unconsciously, it's where it happens a lot of times sometimes, too. That that's right. You're seeking attention, and it's become so habitual in your life that you think it's a normal behavioral pattern. It's not. And what we mean when you should address is address one, address one, where did it start from? Usually it started from the age of 1 to 10. It started at that very formative age, an influential age of 1 to 10. Some incident occurred that made you 
that made you start feeling like you wanted attention, whether it was your parents ignoring you, your family, your friends, whatever. Somebody ignored you to the point that now you feel you have to go and do absurd things to gain attention. So like, wear co- like wear costumes and, and hold stamps on Facebook exactly. and shit. So you attract <laughs> that fact. Once you figure out that fact, then you have to go back in to that moment and rewrite it to start the healing process. What do I mean by that? You go back to that incident when it occurred and you rewrite the outcome differently. This actually starts the healing process because now you've become the witness of the situation and in your mind when it created the loop in your subconscious mind to create this issue, you rewrote the the rope, you basically rewrote the programming by changing the situation. That's one example of what we're talking about when we say do the work to address your bullshit and overcome it. We actually and that's, po- and that's powerful when you, shows, when you mentioned the witness part, witness consciousness. Right. We could want for 20 shows giving examples of what worked. These brothers on the show, myself and all these brothers, have done the work. We've addressed these situations. We've done every damn thing you can think of or practically every damn thing you can think of to address those issues. From inside and out, outside and in. So that's what we mean because don't think we're just talking and not going to give you a, uh, an example of what you can do. But it's just an example. You have to find what works best for you. All we're doing is giving you many examples of what's worked for ourselves and for others that we know. But you have to find what's best for you. But at least we're starting the conversation to start the process. Correct. And, 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 we, and, we can, and we can tell you, I'll just say this real cool, we can tell you straight up, you know, the spiritual work is your motherfucking work here, nigga. There's no difference. But it's like and, and any motherfucker that's telling you to start your spiritual work in the crown chakra, that motherfucker fucking you up even worse than you already fucked up. Straight up. You already trying to go to the cosmos. You don't even know how to get there, nigga. You don't even know what it is. But it's like, you know what I mean? You got to start at the root, nigga. Deal with your earth shit first. Stop trying to be all spooky with staffs and robes and shit and big-ass motherfucking on clocks and all that kind of shit. And, 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 and that's important. And let, let, let's address this real quick. I'm going to take some calls and some questions. And again, if you got questions and you're online, go ahead and type those in now. We'll take those questions. We got a few callers on the line. We're going to go ahead and go to the phones in about two minutes. But this is deep because why this is deep. Let's use this as an example. And what you both, what you both brothers just said is right on point because I think this touches the core issue of us facing the reality of our existence. And, and if we don't get to the root of this, this imbalance. Fifty times a second. I can't think of his name. Uh, Joe Olstein. Let's use this dude for an example. All right. I'm sure there's others. He comes to mind because I saw a news clip on him of how he went from nothing, right, to becoming this multi mega millionaire. Now I'm not saying. Look, I'm not. Forget what they teach. We know that shit is pure garbage. So I'm not. Forget that. But look at where the dude's status is. The shit that he talks about, whether you can relate to it or not, because you know all these. All these, these ministers, these evangelist hustlers, now they're all on this prosperity thing. That's the big hustle now. You know, you get on TV, 
and they use they, they interpret all these biblical quotes of how you could be rich, blah blah blah, whatever. My whole point is, it's not the Bible, it's not the, the Jesus thing that he's talking about why he's successful. He sat down, and when you listen for an example to issues he had growing up, he visualized a plan. He put the plan into perspective. This is what we call doing the work now. Now, this has nothing to do with you agree with what he does and what he teaches. I'm not addressing that because, like I said, it's all bullshit. Who cares? I'm using that as an example to show it's about the energy that you admit, the work that you do from self-internal that manifests on the outside that's going to change your very physical existence around you. That's called working spiritual magic through your DNA and through your blood. That's why I said a couple of minutes ago, myself, and I know my brother Rabana Noon, we're not saying we're rich, but I can tell you this, we're not broke. And the problem is if you are in that condition, there's something wrong. And we, we, we've given you, like you said, over 20-plus shows, multiple examples of how to address this. Because like you can read a million books. I don't care. You can read the encyclopedia to spiritualism, to, to, to consciousness. You can read every book that exists in the universe. It's not going to do you no good if you're not applying the information and doing the work. It's irrelevant. I know cats that have read millions of books on spiritual magic but can't perform one magical ritual to adjust the forces of nature to work in their favor. But yet they can quote every book. <laughs> they can tell you every magical and ancestral system. Uh, they know every, every invocation. They know every supplication. They know every implement that goes along with it. They know the system from front to back, but yet they can't use any of it to work for them. That's an imbalancement. So what is that telling you as an individual? Like, like my brother Ravana Noon said, you go back to an early age and find it started at that root age. Now, you might not be conscious of it. That's why you have to go back through. We use that meditation ritual. We gave you that example, how you can go within your DNA and contact the subconscious and access the porthole to your mind, good and bad, of issues you need to address. And if you don't do that, you'll just be that person walking around who reads a lot of books, who, you know, knows how to say hotep or assalamu alaikum or shalom. And, you know, you sound good. You look good on the outside, you know, kuda matata, black power and all that good shit. But there's, <laughs> yeah. nothing, there's nothing going on on the inside. You ain't, look, I mean, this is just me. I, I can see through those people just like a glass window. And, you know, you ain't fooling me. You're only fooling yourself. The only person you fool and look in the mirror that's the person you're fooling. And if you believe you're a god, quote-unquote, since we love to use that term, or a goddess, who are you really fooling, God? You're fooling yourself. So if you think that you got the masses fooled because you're wearing that African robe and you got these, this, this African jewelry on and you smell good and, and, you know, you got your Afro going, you know, you might think on the outside you're fooling somebody, but the only person you're fooling is your damn self. That's the whole point. And, again, I don't want this to be misinterpreted. It does not mean you can't represent your culture because, you know, then you get those ignorant-ass Negroes that want to be reactive and not proactive because their pineal gland is calcified. So they they, they these emotional-ass niggas that get reactive. They want to say, oh, so what you're saying, you know, oh, I can't represent my African culture. That's not what I'm saying. Again, what did we say earlier? When it becomes mainly about that is when it becomes a problem. Hey, I commend you if you wear your head natural power to you. You know what I mean? That's a great thing. I commend you if you want to, you know, take care of your physical appearance. Power to you. That's not what I'm saying, though. But I'm saying we're getting caught up in it. 
let me add let me add this on to what you're saying too, because just through my my journey, my study, my research, you know, my experience, you know, um, when people speak about the chakras, I want to make this clear. Understand this, niggas. When there's a lot of books on chakras, but there was a lot of shit that was left out of that shit. And it, it was reasons for that. But it was a lot of shit that was left out of books about chakras. This is why when you come over here to the Western world, most of the time when you hear motherfuckers talk about the chakras, it gets spooky really quick. Right. They did, you know, they did, of course, they didn't teach that over here that the chakras are aspects of your psyche and things of that nature. But not only that, you know, because you hear niggas talk about activating the chakras. Oh, man, you know, I had this great chakra experience, nigga. Okay, good, nigga. But see, what they don't understand about the chakras is that the chakras, just like just the way you developed as a human being, the chakras developed from baby stages to an adult stage. So, right. Yes, nigga, you can experience the chakras. That don't mean your shit is developed, nigga. So what level are you really working at? The chakras mature just like you do. That's that's right. It it evolves. Let's do this. Let's go to the phone. But I see somebody typed in um, our guest nine. This is to you. We we couldn't get Doctor David Emotep plugged in. Um, if, I see you just if you just came in. Um, we have several people have been getting texts and emails that they can't get in. So obviously there's some technical difficulty uh, going on this evening. So no, the author is not. He's not here with us right now. We we kind of shifted the show to a different topic. So if you just came in now, that's what's going on. Um, and there's still several other people that still have not been able to get in. So we're just kind of flowing right now. Um, not sure what, what what's going on with that. They, have, they seem to be having some technical difficulties. All right, but again, we're going to go to the phones. If you got some questions, um, go ahead and type them in. We're kind of just having an open discussion on spirituality. We're mainly focusing on the imbalancements in our spirituality, if you want to, if you want to term it that, that's kind of what we've been focusing on for the last half an hour to 45 minutes, which I think is an important topic that needs to be addressed that I don't hear anybody talking about this. So this is not the show that you're going to get your ego pumped up with, you know, how pro black you are and you're the original this and that and, and, you know, and all that, that's not what we're about. Um, well, let's deal with these core issues. Let's go to the phone. Um, again, if you got questions on the chat, go ahead and type those in and we will address those questions. Um, I got two people on from the same place, so if I call you, just speak, and if you could be heard, that would be you. So let's go to the phone. We got we got a caller from South Central Florida on the phone. Can you hear me, South Central Florida? Hello? South Central Florida, you're on the call. Can you hear me? I can hear your background noise. You're there, but I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, let's go to the next one. Keep taking the shit. Hey, let's go. I got another call from, from South Central Florida. Can you hear me, South Central Florida? Hello, you're on the call, South Central Florida. Man, we're having all types of issues tonight. One more time, South Central Florida. Can you hear me? All right, let's go to let's go to online real quick. All right. Yeah, this is a good question here, and I think I think some people actually grasping what we're talking about. All right, this individual says they struggle a bit with money, and they they have addressed that. Um, 
what in what information can us brothers uh possibly give to somebody that maybe is uh lack of per se bad with money doesn't know how to distribute their money correctly um and is not disciplined on spending it in the right means what what would your what would your brother say to this brother or what what information could you give this um, brother you well, let's see. There's many different ways we could go with the the question, but I'm going to address one of them first. Um, sometimes you could have tried everything, what it seems like from what the brother or sister, whoever's asking it, is saying. You could have tried everything, and it still seems like you can't get your finances right. Yeah. You might be saying yay or nay to that. I can't tell. can't hear you. But I feel that if you've tried everything, Sometimes it has it has something to do with not even a condition in your present life. What many people don't understand is that you're uh, living a cycle of life. We think that because we live from zero to whatever we die, that that's it. No, you're still living from another lifetime today. Meaning, whatever karmic issues, karmic uh, karmic realities that you that you basically sold in your life, you're still living in the present. That's right. Many people who cannot succeed financially, even though they've tried everything from stock market to uh, pyramid marketing schemes to whatever, and still can't make it, a lot of times it's because in the past life you were a nun or, or a monk or something along those lines where you took a vow of poverty of abstinence and anything else of that line, I would almost be safe to say, not 100%, but safe to say that this person who asked the question may have also struggled in relationships in the past. And that, and that person, that person, that person, person none, you took that person the types in yes. That person typed in yes to that, but go ahead. Exactly. So you're, you, you took a vow of celibacy and poverty. You have to break the vow. The vow doesn't serve you anymore in this lifetime. Mm. It's almost like what we've been talking about for these last many shows where we say people still live in the past. Right. You know, you still many people still live in the past unconsciously. Right. From multiple lifetimes, they're still living in the past, living karmic residue from the past. You have to break the vow. This is one way to break the vow. It's simple. You don't have to... And brother, I'm going to tell you right now, sister, brother, whatever, I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody tells you otherwise, run from them. You don't have to go to some Baba Lao. You don't have to go to some priest to cut a goat to do any of that BS crap. It's as simple as you stating and affirming to yourself that you are breaking the vow from past lifetimes that does not serve you anymore, and I release it from my etheric, spiritual, and physical body and mental body. You do that however way you want to say it, whatever way works best for you to put it in, and you keep repeating this fact and meditate on it, you can break it. Simple as that. That's one way. The second way is that you may be working against the grain. What do I mean by that? You 
may have not found your passion in life to succeed financially yet. And this is why you jump from one thing to the other to the other to the other because you're still seeking a passion, something that you're passionate about. And when you find that passion, there's a great chance that you may succeed financially. But if you don't find this this passion of yours, you're not going to succeed. And this is what happens many times is that we don't find this passion in our life. So we're very mechanical and robotical and we're going out to seek money, to get money. Another third reality when it comes to finances or succeeding financially is that you might be putting too much stake into it. What I mean by that is, yes, you need finance to succeed or to, well, not to succeed, you need finance to do things in life. What I mean is that you may be putting too much stake in it as if that's the only thing you need to survive. That's right. Money is an illusion like everything else. What it is is if you put too much stake or power into it, you feed too much energy into it, then what you're doing is you're given something that is really an illusion more power than it deserves, so it becomes a big obstacle in your mind to overcome. And you're creating this obstacle, and subconsciously this obstacle is being played out. And what, remember, we've said this in other shows now, whatever, whatever is in your subconscious mind, which sits or is embedded in the heart chakra area, whatever is in that area of the heart chakra, you de- that desire is bringing it forth. Whatever your heart's desire is bringing it forth, but if your subconscious mind has negative or destructive thoughts, then what you're really attracting is not what you consciously seek, but what subconsciously is in that area, and your heart is bringing that into your into your life. So you can be going all out, getting close to making money, and then some bullshit happens. You know why it happened? Because the fear of your of your root chakra elevated to the point of your heart's desire. Subconsciously, the subconscious mind sits there, and that negative, destructive thought brought the end, the opposite result of the money that you are seeking, because somewhere in the line you may be fearful to succeed. Now, you know, a lot of people say, no, brother, I ain't fearful to succeed. I don't have, yes, many of us actually do fear succeeding, you know. It may not seem so, but a lot of people do fear success. And when they get to that point, they always self-sabotage it. And they constantly repeat the self-sabotage pattern. And that's because that fear is rooted so deep in your root chakra that it it actually emanates upward into your heart's desire, and the subconscious mind attracts the opposite of what you're actually seeking. So it may be a subconscious thing. It may be a past life thing. But the best thing I could do is tell you meditate to find out which route you need to take to alleviate that situation. But realize that if we put too much stake in money, then we feed something that is an illusion. Money is the end result of what you're trying to get to. So figure out where you're trying to get to, and the money comes. Let me say that again. Money is an money leads to the end result of where you're trying to get to. 
figure out what the end result is that you really want, and the money comes. People think I have to have money to get the end result. And if you really figure out what the end result is, money is not an obstacle anymore. It'll seem to just come to you. But many people are not even sure of what the end result is for the money. They just want the money because they want a BMW. They want a house. They want a whatever. Right? And then they don't have any other goals for that money. Mm. So that's selfish. We may not think it is, but it is selfish. Because... What's the good to have all this money and you just sit on it? That's another problem. People don't realize that money is like water. It always is going home. If you don't circulate that money and put it back into circulation, that money's not helping you. This is why people who have savings account don't realize that they're really not saving anything. Because how much interest you get on that savings at the end of the year? What, $5? Oh, shit, man, you made a lot of money off of that. Right? But people who succeed know that they take that savings and you take part of that savings and you invest it into certain things. Now you're doubling, tripling your money. Oh, yeah, we cool. got into the finance. These brothers on the radio show, we've been on the financial game shit before, too. We know how okay. that shit works. Been there, done that. So, I mean, I, let, me, let me add on to that. Because um, it's, it's an interesting question. And many brothers and sisters, of course, it goes back to your your, your psyche, your chakras, as my good brother Ivana has has stated. It goes back to the root chakra. What happened to Barry? We lose Barry. Barry's out of breath again. <laughs> you heard me? No, you can't. We we lost your brother. You just came back. Oh. Yeah, finish that part. <laughs> no, I was saying. I was saying. Um, for example. You know, the conscious guy who always talks about the next hustle, you know, and it seems like no matter how many hustles this guy does, he's pretty much never getting getting the result that he seeks as far as the financial gain. And the reason why is because he has a a root chakra psychological block, meaning he doesn't have enough... He doesn't have enough energy or consciousness in his root chakra. He's not grounded enough to receive the money that he's been running after the whole time. You have to be rooted. You have to be rooted in the earth to get what the earth wants to give you. It's it's no it's no different than growing a fucking garden. You can't eat if you don't if you don't plant anything if you don't root anything. That's right. So you know, a lot of these um, spook, spookadecks, you know, that pretty much they run out the money, you know, and, and they feel like they they never get it because they're not rooted enough, they're not grounded, they don't have enough energy, grounded energy. Then you have the people that have too much consciousness in the root chakra, too much. They're too they too grounded into the earth. They're too Where you know. And that's that's where you get your people that have a lot of money that just fuck so fuck off their money, you know. They fuck off their money, you know, they um they spend it on bullshit, you know, and they think money is the end you know, that's the end and path, pretty much. They right. think, you know, financial gain and material gain is the end of their path 
because they have too much energy in their root chakra, too much. You know, understand this. You know, you have three canals in your your energy body, your psychological body. You have the Ida, which is the feminine canal, the the Pingala, which is the masculine canal, and the um, Shusuma, which is the central canal. You know, and this energy is always circulating as thoughts, you know, psychological thoughts, you know, you know, pretty much this is this is who you are and this energy is always circulating throughout your body. Now check this. If you have too much energy in your root seat, guess what, nigga? Your energy is not circulating throughout you. It's staying in one area. But that that's just, you know, to add on pretty much to what you know, what you were stating, you know, Brother Ravana, you know, right. um, many of our brothers and sisters don't understand. This shit is all dealing with, you know, either your ass is not rooted enough or you too fucking rooted. Right. This, this is where and these money earth issues come from. Right. And before we do this, real quick, before we take the next question, and just, just to finish on that, I'm glad uh, you brought that up, Brother. Because, again, that's dealing with an, an, an imbalancement on the mental and the spiritual aspect of it. So there's imbalances there, too, that reflect on the physical. And it's confirming everything we're saying, that it starts first on the spiritual level. Now, real quick, uh, back to something uh, Ravana Noon had said earlier. You know, you carry karmic depth in, from past existences to the present. Now, you would only find that out by, again, doing the work and going into those states of meditation and those things will be revealed to you now because if some of you are asking yourselves, well, how would I know that? That's the whole point. If you're not doing the work, you won't know that. And I also want to simplify it, too, real quick on the physical level. Now, having that information that the two brothers just spoke is powerful in itself. But first, also analyze. Remember, we also stated you have to start on the physical first. Now, I can attest to this. Um, I've had it with my brother, Ravana Noon. We've had, with group of people in the past, we've had businesses, bookstores. Um, we've started uh, sacred lodges. Um, I mean, I can get into the whole thing. We'll be here all night. But we found out in our travels, I myself, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Brother Sargidi, um, we've been at the bottom of the bottom on the financial level. We've been at the midpoint, and we've been what I like to call now at the balancement success level. All right. Now, one thing I found, and I know my brothers can attest to this, one thing that I have found, first analyze the company you keep, okay? We see we tend not to look at the obvious first. Now, in dealing with money and business, sometimes the people you keep around you, you become. Let me say that shit again. If you're hanging out with broke-ass niggas, guess what you're going to become? A broke-ass nigger. That's just, that's well, just a fact. Shit, shit, even, take, even take it, you know, to another level, you are those broke-ass niggas that you that's hang right. around. That's right. You, you, you represent what you keep around you. So you got to analyze the company you keep. you got to pay close attention to what places you're putting your money in. And, and like we've all said, be careful of that person that's always coming to you with that scheme. You know, i got this idea. And like my brother Osargidi said, this is that individual that's jumping from scheme to scheme, hustle to hustle. He never or she never succeeds at anything because all they're trying to do is get a temporary hustle to put money in their pocket. And then once that hustle becomes tired and runs out, they go to the next hustle. So be conscious 
of your physical surroundings. And I mean by that is your people that you keep around you, the company you keep, be very be very conscious and cautious of who you distribute your money to. You understand that? I mean, let's start on the basic level, too, and combine that with the spiritual aspect of it, and I guarantee you those, those roads that are blocked will be clarified. And another thing, very important, that, that my, my brother Ravana Nguyen had mentioned earlier, never become greedy. When you petition the cosmos for something or you petition the universe for something, only, always meditate on this. Only ask for what you need. Let me say that again. Only try to manifest and ask what you need. It doesn't work like this. I want to sit down and meditate, and I want to be a millionaire. That's not how this shit works. So if you got that illusion in your mind that you think you're just going to manifest a million dollars, that's not it. Because remember, like my brother said a few minutes ago, if you're carrying that past life karmic debt that you're still trying to master, and it's a continuation of a past existence, you got to figure out exactly what that is and address that first, okay? So you can't become greedy in the sense if you ask beyond your means, again, now you become, like my other brother said, Zargiti, two-rooted, and then greed sets in, and there becomes a spiritual imbalancement. So you'll find if you ask for only what you need, what appears to be, and we don't want to make it sound spooky or magical, what appears to be things just happening or manifesting, which they do, it starts to, it starts to just, you, whatever you need becomes accessible at your will. Like I'm saying, if you are a spiritual master and you've been studying for years and you've got all this information, if you want to get up tomorrow and go buy a brand new car, there should be nothing stopping you from getting that brand new car. You understand what I'm getting at? But if your doorways are blocked and you don't have access to the universe, then you can't do that. And this ain't no secret shit, that shit they had out years ago. Like I said, they're insulting your intelligence. How can it be a secret if they put the shit on video? I mean, come on, how stupid are we as people, man? The secret. Really? You need a secret. Yeah, you need a secret. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. I just wanted to add that in there. So, you know, use common sense, man. Be cautious of the people you keep around you. And I know... My brother's on this call to tell you, we have some knuckleheads around us, man. We have some knuckleheads with bad energy that didn't know how to utilize money. And we kept, yeah, and we kept putting trust in them. And, and I can tell you, man, we've opened businesses with these people, and then we found out that we were putting a little too much confidence in them that we shouldn't have put in them. And then you can't get all space cadetted out and say, oh, man, you know, this person's out to get me. No, it was as simple as making a correct decision. Anyway, let's go to the phone. Let's go to, we got uh, Sister Infinity Goddess. You're on the call. Go ahead, Sister. Peace, brother. It's Adrian calling from Houston again, once again. Um, hey, how, how you, how you real, real, real quick, Sister, how, how you guys holding up out there? You getting hit by those bad weather and the floods? Uh, brother, actually, I got stranded in the flood that happened earlier that month that didn't make the national weather. Um, the recent flood that made the news a couple of days ago, I managed to make it home and get safe. But um, wow. it's definitely on um, the front lines in Houston. Wow. All right. Well, we'll, we'll meditate on hopefully that, that, that situation gets a little better. And I've been watching it on the news pretty bad. But go ahead. What's your question? Um, my question is for Brother Newman. Um, this is a question from the archives. It was a show where y'all talked about the universal laws. And he said that um, in, in, pertain, in reference to the uh, laws of rhythm, that you should be 
on the pivot. I don't know if he remembers or if he can hear yes, what I'm saying. I remember. Okay, can you please, please give an example of that? Okay. All right. Uh, let me let me go into the actual breakdown of that again and, and go from there. Um, as we know how a pendulum swings from left to right, we know that it swings and it's usually either a string or a mechanical arm that holds it, and it's swinging left to right. Now, many times we'll say, okay, where would you be on the pendulum? See, we forget. We say on the pendulum, we think the pendulum is just the object that's swinging. The whole pendulum is the actual whole object. It's not just the arm that's swinging. So many people say, well, I'll be in the middle of the pendulum. No. You should be at the pivot point. The pivot point is where the master sits. That's where she or he sits as a witness, that witnessing consciousness, as a witness to the events that is happening as the pendulum swings. So what I mean for an example, you're in a discussion with somebody. That discussion is heading into a direction that seems to start becoming a little volatile, starts to get a little more aggressive. As a master over your life, your life, you have two choices. Well, actually three. You can fight, flight, or you can remain balanced, neutral, meaning indifferent to the situation. Don't take it personal. Don't take it the wrong way. Another example. Uh, a person's behavior is about them, and your behavior is about you. The minute you give in to that person's behavior, they just became the master over you. To basically give it into somebody allows you to no longer be in control of yourself because now you became a reactionary creature instead of a creative or constructive person. You're giving in to destructive mechanisms. So it's always about the situation because there's many examples we could use. You could be in any moment or situation. You have the choice to either fight the situation, you could run for the situation, or you could remain balanced or indifferent to the situation and remain as the witness. This is why we always repeat on the show, you are, as a wise scientist, you are the creator or the witnesser of the experiment, but you're not caught up in the experiment. So whatever experience you're going through your life, try to always remain as the witness consciousness of that experience without being so much as in the experience. In other words, you're an actress or you're a director. The director gives commands, the actors and actresses follow that, correct? So right. the director is the master. The actors and actresses are playing out the role in this environment or situation they're creating. Remain the director. That means you're in control of what's happening. Instead of being controlled, you're in, the, in you're controlled. Does does that um help? Oh, that helped a hundred percent, brother. Okay. I have another question pertaining sure. to we talked about wealth from a monetary perspective. 
Um, what about the teachers, the spiritual leaders that are out there that are like struggling with obesity? Okay. Um, is that, is that a, um, a block? Because, you know, I feel like that, that goes in hand with, well, if I'm, you know, right or not. Right. Well, let me say it like this. The people who you said they, these are like leaders of conscious leaders or spiritual well, teachers? Not, well, yeah, spiritual teachers. It's keeping on the people that are, you know, making YouTube videos and, you know, okay. talking about the same friends. Let me say this real quick on that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because and, and to single one out, if you look at the black Hebrew Israelites, I always said this. I'm glad you brought that up. They're some fat ass motherfuckers. Don't if anybody's a little overweight, don't don't take that personal. But if you look at, they all bad bodied. If you look at all the videos of the black Hebrew Israelites, all their main leaders that are out front doing the lectures and the videos, that most of them are overweight. Now. That goes back to what we said a few minutes ago. You have to represent the information you teach because they have strict dietary laws when you study the Torah. I'm just saying, I eat whatever the fuck I want. I mean, I'm just, I'm saying if you're going to hold somebody accountable to what they represent, you can look in many different organizations, but I'm going to single that out. If you pull up most of their videos on YouTube, most of those brothers are very overweight. We're not talking about somebody a little bit overweight, a little bit, maybe a little bit big bone. We're talking about overweight. I mean, these dudes are big, out of shape. What, now again, what message does that send to somebody that wants to join that organization and better themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually? I can be out of shape and let myself go. Now, they may not think that, but I'm saying when I watch the video, that's one of the first things that I pointed out over the, I can tell you this, and I know Ravana Noon can tell you this. I dealt with him personally firsthand for years living in New York, dealt with him out on the streets, and that's something that hasn't changed for years. And we used to confront him on that. And they would, as usual, dance around those questions because anything you point out that they can't answer, they just want to get the megaphone and try to drown you out. But that goes back to, again, you have to represent what you teach. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. But there should be a consistency there, meaning I've, I've and, and Ravana, I know you can attest to this, and so can you, Sargidi. I know cats, uh, this is true. I'm not going to say the individual's name because I don't want to call them out. They could be listening. But I'm a, I know cats that claim to be conscious and down with spirituality and the whole Egypt thing. And then I go to this nigga's house, and there's nothing in this nigga's house representing what he claims he stands for. And this dude is taking his wife and his kids to church every Sunday. But yet... Coming amongst the family, pretending that he's spiritual. Again, there's that imbalancement. That's that nigga living a double lifestyle who has a mate. And I want to talk about that, and we'll go into that next. Who has a mate that's not into the conscious level of information, that's still Christianized, but he's into the spirituality. That creates a fork in the road now because now you're playing a dangerous game with your soul. You can't live that church life in the house, and then you want to come out amongst the family and, and claim you're spiritually conscious. So, again, it goes back to imbalances and, and you know, and representing the information that you live. But go ahead, bro, if you want to add to that. Yeah, um, also, yeah, uh, that's right on point. And the the imbalancement is basically, as Brother Sarn, we've been saying, it's, it's rooted there in the root chakra. A lot of times people are overweight. It tends to be a block 
the root to the navel chakra of low self-esteem. They have low self-esteem. I don't care how spiritual a person proclaims to be. I don't care if they're saying or sparking and, and poetically spewing forth all the most beautiful poetic wisdom of the universe. There's some disconnection from what they're saying to themselves that they really don't believe what they're saying. Because when you really believe what you're saying, what you really know and feel it, you know and feel what you're saying, it starts to create a a change within yourself that automatically you feel that you want to reflect what you're speaking about. And what happens is that these people are still caught up on the external part of life, which is that imbalance. They're too caught up on the external and not really applying what they're speaking. And the conscious community is famous for that. You have two extremes in the conscious community, and I'll give you what I mean by that. You have the extreme of you have to look a certain way, and then you have the other extreme that who gives a damn how you look. Now, I don't mean look as an appearance clothes. I'm talking about as in body structure. Many people will come in and say, well, I'm conscious now and I'm a beautiful earth goddess. Yes, she's 350 pounds. Now, that's fine. You're overweight. That's I don't judge you because you're overweight. But somewhere along the line, that earth goddess time is going to be cut short. So how much do you really love yourself? Or are you putting on a facade because you're so imbalanced and can't deal with your own issues of low self-esteem, self-loathing, self-sabotage, that now you put on a new mask as some super conscious female and can't even get past the weight issue that you've been facing your whole life and want to pass it off as, well, that's what my ancestors gave me. My ancestors' genes go back to the Deros, as the Nuwapians would say, some hocus-pocus crap that they say, right? And that's not really taking responsibility for your life. The biggest issue in the conscious community is that we don't take responsibility. So we'd rather blame God the devil, the white man, or anybody else but ourselves for our issue. So we're so imbalanced that I project my deficiencies onto everybody but myself about myself because my self-esteem has hit rock bottom And the mask that I'm wearing, whether it's dashiki or anything else, my weight doesn't matter no more because I'm super conscious and I'm going to mentally, now listen to this one, this is the dumb shit, who is the dumb shit I heard recently? It doesn't matter. I don't have to work out because my mind is so pro-black and melanated that I can lose weight just by thinking it. The fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah, no, hey. Black power, brother. But anyway, so this is what is actually projected by some of these spiritual leaders. I don't have to worry about that because I'm so, my neuromelanin is so strong that I can consciously open up the universe to myself and project and, and attract that into my life, and I'll lose weight naturally. Look, that's fine. But if you go into McDonald's and eat 10, uh, you know, Big Macs, <laughs> I don't care how much you you attract and, and, and meditate and constantly say, I'm going to be skinny. No, Nick, you're going to be fat.
that. Period. Hey, okay? hey, brother, let me real quick. I can. I myself. I'm gonna speak for myself. I struggled with that. Okay. I've never been a small person. Now, this, this is fact. My weakness was eating sweets a lot. I had an okay. issue with that. And, and and like you said earlier, sometimes we want to find something outside of why we're in a situation. When, and, again, I want, I want to stress this. Like, like my brother Obama said, we're not, it, you know, obesity can be a serious thing, so we're not. But it all means we're not trying to trivialize that, make fun of it. We like to have jokes. It, it, it's, a, it's a serious thing that can become spiritual, that people struggle with. So in all means, we're not trying to trivialize it, and we're not judging. I can attest, I've never been a small person. I've always been husky, and I always will continue to be husky. The one thing I had to do was master my DNA and my diet and my blood type. Blood type has a lot to do with it. I found out what was killing me because I exercised four times a week. I wasn't gaining no weight, but I wasn't losing no weight. And I found out, like, like Brother Ravonna said, you can't exercise. You can work out. You can lift weights. You can do cardio. But if you're not changing any of your eating habits, I mean, what are you really doing? That's oh, what it boils down to. Don't let me forget this. Keep going, but don't let me forget yeah. So I, 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 But I also researched my DNA and didn't use it as an excuse. I come from a lineage of people that are just not small. We're all pretty much husky, built. You know, we, we lifted weights. I mean, it goes back on both sides of the family. You have to have that history. So if you understand that and you're able to make the best of those situations, because I'm not saying all of us are going to be fit as a fiddle because that's, that's just unrealistic. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you do need to control. You just don't need, you can't overindulge. And that doesn't mean you can't eat sweets. It just means you shouldn't be eating them constantly. It don't mean you can't have that bowl of ice cream every now and then. Just don't eat it all the time, every day or every night. I was one of those cats when I was younger. I wanted to eat cake and ice cream every night. You know, you can do that shit when you're young, you know, in your 20s because, shit, you, you know, you weigh a buck 50, a buck 60, you don't put on no weight, and your metabolism is at an all-time high. It's, it's fat, but shit, when you start getting older, I'm going to be 44 years old on June 10th. When you get in your 40s, man, party's over. You can't, <laughs> you can't yeah, well, eat whatever you want. It's over. June 6th, brother. June 6th, brother. Okay, so there, there you go. But anyway, go ahead, brother. I just want to throw that in. That's why we're crazy, Gemini, brother. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to continue, go ahead, brother. Um, it's, it's very interesting because you said the DNA. And what's interesting is because Brother Sar did the research and sent me the information on this. Recently, there was a study. <clears throat> it's called the African Heritage Diet Study. This is what's interesting about that study. They took... I can't remember the exact number. I think it was 20 or 30. I think it was 30 African-Americans and 30 Africans straight from the continent of Africa. They switched the diets on them, meaning the traditional African diet, the people that were from Africa ate traditional African diet, they put them on an African-American diet. The people that were on an African-American diet, who were African-Americans, they put them on an African diet. Guess what happened? The people who were Africans and started eating the African-American diet started showing a high number of cancer cells for colon cancer. Just mm. eating the African-American diet. The African-Americans who went to the African traditional diet lost all that. They, they lost the ability or their cancer cells dropped or almost healed or eliminated. Now, what's interesting is the African diet 
is not what most people presently in the conscious community eat. Here's what the diet consists of. Healthy lifestyle, meaning you're biking, running, jogging, you know, all those outdoor activities, right? That's one. Two, fruits and veggies, predominantly fruits and veggies, and whole grains, nuts, cashews. Two to three times a week you should eat fish, and then occasionally you eat meat, and then occasionally you eat sweets. That's how it's broken down. Now, the conscious community will tell you you have to be raw, foodist, or vegan. Guess what? That's not the African traditional diet. This diet had been studied for years, people, and they noticed that when they switched the diets on these people, one became sick and the other one became healthy. And it's important because, like the brother Benici just said, you have to learn your DNA and eat for that type of DNA, blood right. type, DNA type. And they did the study and they verified this clinical study. And the reason why many people become larger or bigger or obese in this society is because we're not aware of what our original DNA type of diets are. We're just eating freestyle. That's right. Means, you know, we eat McDonald's one day, and then the next day we're at the ultimate vegetarian restaurant. <laughs> uh, that's not going to help you. Yeah, Brother, that clears up the conscience for eating McDonald's the, the other day, brother. You go to the vegetarian restaurant the next day, so this way, you know, you, you, the guilt's cleared out, brother. But real quick before I forget, we also remind them, look at our Caribbean brothers and sisters to confirm what you just said about the diets. Yep. Let's look at our Caribbean brothers and sisters that leave the islands, and most of them come to cold places like New York, Canada. They go to England. Now, most people from the Caribbean, for an example, let's use sugar for an example. When you're exposed to natural sugar, brown sugars, sugar cane, then most of them come to America, they go to England in these cold climates, and most of them develop sugar diabetes. And I'm explaining to you why that is. First of all, if you're from the Caribbean, you should never have sugar diabetes. Let me say that shit again. If you're from the Caribbean, you should never, ever have sugar diabetes. You have it when you come to America and you start ingesting these processed meats that are loaded with preservatives, sugars, chemicals, that the body and the bloodstream can't filter out correctly. And like my brother Ravana Noon said, then it creates these cancerous cells that opens you up to all other types of sicknesses, illnesses, and diseases because of that rapid change in diet that's not consistent with your DNA. So I use the example of my Caribbean brothers and sisters that moved to America to cold climates like New York, New York and all these big cities in the Northeast. And Canada has a large Jamaican community. Why in the world would you want to move to Canada from Jamaica? I know a lot of it got to do with finances and money. I know that's why most of them do it. But also with the territory that comes with that, your diet's automatically going to change. Because even if you're cooking traditional food, and I can attest to this because my wife is Jamaican, it's not the same thing when you get the ingredients that you're using over here to prepare the food, yeah, the meat is different. Because, for an example, if you go over to Jamaica or even St. Croix, any of these islands, some of them are actually growing these animals organically. They're skinning goats, cleaning them the correct way. Same thing with the chickens. They're being raised a certain way. You go from that to 
getting foods, and, and let me tell you this: if you're going to Health Foods, don't fool yourself. Health, uh, Whole Foods. Everybody thinks because, everybody thinks because they go to Whole Foods that everything in there is good for you to eat. That shit isn't true. Do the research. No. You will find. Yeah, yeah. Do, do the research. But yeah, we can do a whole thing on diet. I mean, but, that that's that's also, a topic in itself. Yeah. Let me add this because, and let me just give an example to hit it home with Brother Benici saying. In Puerto Rico, where my family's from, before America and after America, I'm going to give you an example. Before the America came over and took over and made it a commonwealth, people used to grow their own food. They used to, you know, have coconuts there, and they used to just knock down the coconuts and all these other things. Slowly but surely, as America took over, you started seeing fast food restaurants and all these things. You started seeing no local farmers. Do you know that when I go to Puerto Rico once a year, I still hardly see any local farmers? Everything has become commercial farms. And crazy as this may sound, I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm looking for a damn mango. You know, mangoes grow on trees in Puerto Rico there, right? <laughs> you know that you can't find any locally grown, hardly any locally grown mangoes in Puerto Rico. You know where you find them? They come imported from Dominican Republic. <laughs> How the hell am I in Puerto Rico? Listen to this now. I'm in Puerto Rico where this stuff grows naturally and everything is imported from Dominican Republic or Mexico. That's crazy. Now, what happened is... After many years of this, oh, Puerto Rico is the second most obese country in the world after the United States of America. That's right. Second most obese country. Prior to the takeover of the United States and becoming a commonwealth, Puerto Rico health-wise was probably a lot better off than they are now when they got commercialized and processed foods and GMOs and all these other craps coming into their diet. They also have one of the largest rates of diabetes. Diabetes, I think they're second or third in the world for diabetes and heart disease. Wow. Prior to the United States, none of that was there. That just shows you that when your diet is switched that you start to show the effects of this because you got away from your traditional diet. The traditional diet of Puerto Rico, which was from the Taino, the natives, was very similar to what they just stated on the African Heritage DNA diet. You're in Puerto Rico. You're surrounded by water. What the hell are you going to do? You're going to fish, right? Sure. Is it easier to hunt or is it easier to fish? Fish. Exactly. So that was one of the main staples of a diet was fish. And fruits and veggies and, and coconuts. And, that stuff was grown all over the place. And let's think about this. Right. how far removed we are. And sometimes people get big because of the processed diet that we live in America. So I just wanted to add that on. And and, and good point, but let's bring this up. And, and we're going to get to more of your questions, Sissy. You're still there, right? Yeah, brother, I'm here. All right, cool. Because, um, you know, when we start talking, sometimes we keep talking. But real quick, um, the other thing we got to get locked in our mind on this same topic, what if you got up tomorrow morning and the supermarket was closed? Who we'll say that shit again. I always ask brothers this question, and they got this stupid-ass look on their face. And this came up in a class I did this past Sunday. When talking about diet, food, organic, okay, 
First of all, if you're living in America, I don't care if you claim to be a vegetarian, if you ain't growing the food yourself and cultivating it yourself, it's not organic. That's why I said two minutes ago, you can go on Whole Foods. I'm not saying that the stuff in there isn't better than the average supermarket. To an extent, it is, but it's all genetically modified, okay, regardless. They yeah, might I'm taste a little bit better. Farmer's market. Yeah, yeah, farmer's market, whatever the hell you're going to call shit. But farmer's market, Whole Foods market, Whole Foods is big here on the East Coast everywhere. Now, the point I'm trying to get at, some of the vegetables and the fruit are just as well infused with steroids, preservatives, chemicals, it's genetic, genetically modified. How do you know this? Now, I'm going to test to this. If you may not be able to relate to this if you're a bit younger, but I'm being my age. I know Ravonna Noon can relate to this. When we were kids and we went to high school, we didn't see 14-year-old girls looking the way they look now. 15-year-old girls now look like fully developed adult women. That's because of all the hormones and chemicals that they're ingesting, not just in the meat, because everybody likes to focus on the meat and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, we all know that the beef in the supermarkets, the chicken, it's all, it's all modified and pumped up with steroids and hormones. This is why these young kids, even not just the females, but even look at these little boys that look like grown-ass men. You see all these little obese kids, 12, 13 years old, they look like they're 16, 17, 18 years old because the, some of the vegetables and fruits are just as modified. So it, there's really nothing, and this is not to paint a bleak picture, but there really isn't nothing that you're going to eat that doesn't have some type of tamper with it. It's just a matter of understanding what you're eating and taking in the right quantities or lack thereof and go from that point. Now, I recently did this. I found out when I do every year, I get a full blood test. I test myself for any disease you can think of, including STDs because you don't necessarily have to catch, I want to get into that, you don't necessarily have to catch STDs by sexual contact. That's a whole other story. I'll elaborate later. Get your body work, your blood work. Know the full amount of levels in your system, vitamins, minerals, herbs, before you go on any diet. Don't Like, like my brother said, don't just go start taking a diet because it looks good on paper because not everybody can take, for an example, I'll use Dr. Sabi's diet. Everybody's familiar with Dr. Sabi. That diet is not good for everybody. I know one brother personally who was on that diet for about two and a half, three months and got extremely sick and ill because he found out after doing further research not getting the right levels of protein because he had old positive type blood and he needed high levels of protein. Those people that have old positive blood, me being one, have to have a certain level of protein. And you've got to be careful with a lot of those tropical diets especially in one I'm referring to in reference to Dr. Sabi, that can create an imbalance, man. It can do more harm than help. So when taking that type of diet, a strict diet, if you're not having a full understanding of your genetic breakdown, you could be doing more damage to yourself. So the blood type is important because you'll find out people that have O positive type blood, negative or positive, O in general, they, they need large amounts of protein. And you'll find out when you do the research, most people that had O positive blood were were meat eaters. And so I know when I study my diet, I know occasionally now and then to eat a, a good steak once in a while because the body needs it. And I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for anybody else. There will be periods of time where I don't feel like eating meat for four, five, six days. I might just eat fish and You're pasta. eating Hathor, brother. You're eating Hathor. That's it. That's it. And sometimes that Hathor tastes good as fuck. So you just got to know when and what to eat and how because remember, that is your ancestors working through you because there's certain ancestors that you have to cater to. 
it's the same thing if it's a if it's a sexual desire. If you don't imbalance that out, I mean, we haven't even touched on those topics, and we're going to do shows on that, controlling the sexual desires. But you have to know how to satisfy but not let it control you. So there's, when dealing with diet, there's a time where you have to be smart, and you just can't pick a diet you like because, you, you know, say, yeah, go on this diet here, whether it's vegetarian, it's, a, it's an African or a tropical diet. If that's not who your DNA is, that can actually work reverse against you. And like I said, this brother that I'm talking about that did the Dr. Savy diet, not only did it affect him physically and get him ill, but it changed his skin color. This nigga started turning yellow. I mean, when I say yellow, this brother started turning yellow. He got that sick like because he – say it again? That's like, that, that's like receiving jaundice. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the color yellow he got. So anyway, not to not to keep rambling on about diet, but anyway, sister, do you have any other questions? No, brother, I just have a quick two quick comments. Um, the first, because the reason why I brought up appearances is because you know through this platform, I'm actually you know it's helping me to evolve spiritually. And when you had Sister Vera on, you brought up uh, women wearing relaxers, and that right. drove it home for me. And from okay. that show, I decided to go ahead and grow my hair out and I just want to thank you because you know I am growing from the knowledge and information that you all provide so Mm -hmm. um, that's my comment and um, as far as the floods um, it's not so much the content that you have to worry about it's the unconscious people that are getting caught up you know because they're not receiving the spiritual warnings Um, I'm 30 years old and I've been on my journey for 5 years and um, when I when I first got on my spiritual journey, the first thing um, that came into my consciousness was the only warning that you're going to get is spiritually. That's so, right. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thank y'all for what y'all doing, Brother Ravana, uh, oh, everybody involved with the show. Thank y'all. No, no, no problem. And let me let me just tell you this: uh, as far as the hair thing, that that that's all on you. So thank thank yourself because. Bottom line is, even though you might have heard me or anybody else say it, 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 it doesn't have anything to do with us. It's just you just needed something to spark. And that's commendable because, first of all, first first and foremost, we have to love ourselves. That's bottom line. And right. I, I, I use the hair thing only in that one aspect with females. It's the same thing. You could, you could be a man, but bottom line is this. In order to be successful on this spiritual journey, we have to love, you know, ourselves. Now, I always tell people this. Everybody use the term keeping it real all the time. But bottom line is, you know, you can't be keeping it real if everything about you is fake, your nails, your hair, you're wearing contacts. I mean, you, again, you have to be a representation of what you advocate and teach. So if you're dealing with spirituality, African consciousness, I think it's a preset for a man, not just for a female, male or female, you know, you should you should to the most of your ability, either, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to represent a certain aspect of culture, you should represent it, not just inside and outside it should be a balance man, you know, both. So, but as long as, as long as you grasp it and learn it and everybody else is, that's the whole purpose of the show, but we appreciate the call. Definitely. Thank you. All right. Peace. I think Barry Wayne just texted me. He had to, he had to break out. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just see. Uh, hold on. Where is he? I think we lost him, man. I was going to bring him in, see if he had anything he wanted. 
Uh, okay, I don't know what happened to him. We lost. Oh no, there he is. He's still there. We lost you. So are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What happened? We lost you. I don't know if you want to chime in on that before we go to the next question. Uh, you brothers pretty much touched on everything. Yeah, I know um, you got a big ass buckwheat afro and shit, right? You go and ask one of your armpits and shit. <laughs> no, brother. I got the real natural shit with the, the motherfucking yeah, bird nest in that shit. Yeah, you got your armpits and shit. <laughs> also, yeah, let me add this real quick, though. Um, it's it's one thing to be natural. That's fine. A lot of this is going natural. That's a beautiful thing. But it's another thing to be natural and and aware than natural and stupid as heck. That's right. It's, it's become a fad now, so you don't know what you're getting when you see a natural That's right. system. That's so right. Let's not forget that. And also, just because a sister's natural does not mean that she's conscious or aware. I've met some. I've met sisters who are more conscious aware who still rock a perm or strain their hair or whatever else. Sometimes than sisters who claim to be conscious who are natural. So let's not That's right. forget that it's not always the image either. It's always what's inside of you, what's in your heart, you know, what what's emanating from there, what's coming forth, because you're, the external is going to cease to exist anyways. So we, we shouldn't always just get so caught up on the external experience. It's a, I mean, external appearance is a good thing, but just because you're rocking that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you are. You know, many of them just do it to look cute because it fits my face, and they can't tell you, you know, uh, they're about as smart as a Coke can, you know, and, and that's not, you know what I'm saying? And you're looking at them like, uh, okay. You know, but you know what, brother that, brother, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, and your actions, you know, it, it, it's going to show, and it, and it goes back to, again, you have to be, be able to be an example of what you teach. So like you're saying, if you run into that sister or that sister or brother that's got the whole look down packed physically, they got the dashiki on, you know, the unk, and they got the big natural hair, you understand? Yeah, it might look good on the outside, but when you hear, like you said, when you hear that person talk and you look at the example that they're living, like I was saying earlier, I go into this one brother's house, man, it's like there's nothing in there that represents spiritual consciousness, yet this nigga got a big-ass Christian crucifix hanging on his wall because he's, he's, he's trapped in limbo. <laughs> Nigga's trapped in limbo trying to appease his wife, and then he wants to play spirituality when he steps outside the house. So I think that's another imbalancement is people pretend to live it on the outside, like you just said. You don't know what you're getting, you know, because like you say, it's a, it's a fad now. You see some of these women, you're like, all right, they look, they got the spiritual look, and you can talk to them, and they can be dumb as a rock. But I think it's going to show quickly because they, if they're not a living example of what they represent, man, they're going to be exposed, you know, for the fraud that he or she is. And, and, and that's critical because this is why some people never grow on this path because, I, again, I use that term limbo or straddling the fence. You can't – look, we do this shit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You understand? The only way you're going to be successful at this is be a living example of it. I'm going to say it one million times. You'll hear me say it more. So if you're playing spiritual, you know, like I said, you know, you read a few books, you know, and you get into these circles and you can spit a few verses. But then, you know, when you go back to your little secluded lifestyle and you're playing Christian or, 
you know, it's not going to work. If you got a, if you got a, a significant other, a mate, that's not on the same mental plane you are, it's not gonna work. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Don't don't even fool yourself. Don't even don't even convince yourself. And if you go into them with the mentality, oh, I'm gonna change this person, you're stupid as hell. Because you're setting yourself up for failure. Also yeah. also you you know, you have you know, the brothers and sisters that's on the natural path, you know, that pretty much stop using deodorant and shit, you know. Oh, hell. Uh, <laughs> they, hey, they call it very natural, brother. <laughs> that naturally stink, negro. Naturally stink. Yeah, <laughs> dry life growing from the vagina. No, sorry, sister. No, can't do it. Yeah, but how the hell are you gonna request me on Facebook? And then when you request me, and you go, and I accept your friendship. All I see is Jesus quotes. <laughs> oh, shit. Did you not read my post before you went and, and asked me to be a friend? That's because they're trying to convert you, brother. You need to be no, saved. You can't see my person. They, 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 they were digging you, brother. They thought you were cute, brother. No. My face is can, on my face, and I only got a few, two face pics, I think, can only be seen by friends. That's it. You can't see me unless you're a friend. So it's not right. that. That that just shows the mentality of people that they want to request you and want to feed you Jesus crap and force you to force you to be what they want you to be and never ever ever really have any intention to learn or grow or share. This this is the stupidity we deal with every day. Sickness, brother. That's that, and, and and it doesn't work, and 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 it's critical. I mean, we've like you said last week, we talked about how I mean it hasn't happened in two weeks now, but look at a few weeks back where we had like a two three week stretch where we said on this show this is not a religious show. We stressed that in the beginning, so I made it clear: do not come into this, you know, show. And we had that one ignorant ass sister that got on the phone and was just rambling about nothing. And first of all, my thing is you 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 call you call a person out for what they are, straight up. So if you're gonna sit there quoting the Bible and you can't even define basic terminologies about this so called book you advocate and believe in, I can't hold a conversation with you. She just kept on using stupid ass terminology like uh, Esau and, and 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 so I asked her something basic. What is the Hebrew breakdown of the word Esau? And her only response was, Oh, it doesn't matter. Sure it matters. How are you gonna use terminology that you can't even explain? And then she went from talking about Esau and Jacob and the twins to rambling about how Jesus walked on water. That that's just a demon. You know, you understand what I'm saying? What is a oh you're yeah, not well, listening water, brother. Yeah, you're not listening to anything that we're saying. And it's the same thing. How are you going to hit somebody up on Facebook? And obviously it's clear when you look at the profile, it's dealing with spirituality, African consciousness. It's the same thing on our, um, when you look on the um, webpage, you'll see people on the radio page. It's like I, like I said, stop posting pics of you meditating. That shit is funny to me, man. The very fact that you took the time out to pause and stamp a uh, supposed to be a personal moment in time. That's personal between you and your spirit. I don't want to see that. That's between you and you got dirty and your spirit. Yeah, that's you and your spirit. 
Anyway, let's go back to the phone. We'll take a couple more calls before it gets late. Yeah, brother, you, got, you got to make your eyes glow, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah, you know, or you gotta make your eyes real big and look bugged out like you're looking in the space, you know, that's that's cool too. <laughs> anyway, let's try let's go to the phones. We got uh Northwest New York on the phone. Go ahead, you're on the phone. Can you hear me? Uh I think it's can Buffalo, you, Northwest New York. Yes, we yeah. can hear you. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, you know, y'all funny. But, um, <laughs> but no, I don't have a question. I kind of came in late from work. So, oh, no was, problem. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so you're just listening. Yeah, definitely. No problem. All right, well, yeah, we're going to be on for about another 15, 20 minutes, but we appreciate you listening. Everything good, good out where you at? Yes, so far, yeah, everything's fine with me. All right, cool. Appreciate the call. Only thing that's happening is, you know, it's the same old thing. Black people's killing each other, and that's it. Buffalo, that's what, you know, they, they're doing the um, what you call the uh, military and, you know, got the police everywhere, but that's normal. Same old stuff. None changed. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's happening everywhere. And I, I just pulled up a video, matter of fact, which was, which, was, which was a bit disturbing. This was out in a small town in California. It actually happened a couple of months ago. But it just actually surfaced on the internet. Um, honestly, if you look, and they're doing this for a reason, there's no doubt about it. This this sister's eight months pregnant. It was the police were actually called to an elementary school where two women had a dispute over a parking spot, and it was so minor. Wow. Now it's clear. I don't know if anybody saw this. You might have seen this. And they get to the uh, school. One. There's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, a blonde-haired uh, young white lady. The other one was a was a black sister that was pregnant. Now the white lady walks up, and they and it's a black cop and a white cop. And oh, like wow. we all know, we all know that black cop can be worse because he's trying to show out for that white cop. So sometimes right. that, it's worse. Right. It's worse getting that black cop because they, they can be worse. And you know they walk up and uh, and the you know the lady, the white lady approaches them, and they're all cordial with her, and you know she's telling them what happened, blah blah blah. So they ask her where the other lady is, being the sister, and she points over there. They walk over. She's standing on the curb by the fence picking up her daughter, and now she's eight months pregnant with another child. And their whole approach to her was completely different. And here's the thing I noticed on the video, and she's going to have a legitimate case. They not once asked the white lady for her name or anything. As soon as they came up to the black lady, they, they, they demanded identification and asked her her name, and she refused. And they took this lady eight months old and wrestled her to the ground flat on her stomach while she was eight months pregnant. You understand? Now, she had the baby, you know, because this happened back in January or February. So she, and she had the baby. Everything turned out right. But she's going to have a hell of a lawsuit. But what I'm trying to say is here's another example of them stamping in our subconsciousness. They are, they are putting these incidences. Somebody intentionally wants to put these all over the Internet. And they want us to see it because they're trying to incite in us a certain mindset. And it's being done intentionally. So this is going on, unfortunately, all over the place right now. And, uh, you know, we need to put it into perspective. But it's sad, but it's, it's going on. Yeah. But anyway, we, we appreciate the call. All right. Thank you. All right. Yeah, brothers. But uh, I don't know if you saw that video. I don't know if any of y'all saw it. I actually stumbled across it today. And... It was quite disturbing. And, again, another they, – they, they keep showing these police in a certain light. And there was definitely, like I say, when you look at this video, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. 
And I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't I don't like to tend to get caught up in all that shit. But when you look at this video, somebody intentionally was trying to get a message a message across because there was there was a difference in 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 the way that they handled both individuals in this video. And and the black cop, God man, let me tell you something, man. I I know you can attest to this, brother Ron. They they the worst ones to deal, especially in New York. That black cop that you give a badge to. You know, and he's, you know, he's with his white buddy out on patrol. Man, he wants to show out for that white cop, man. You know, they want, they want, they want to let Chuck or or Bob or Phil know that they're down with him. You know, and they, and when they they come across a Latino or a black, oh, remember, forget it, man. They take it to a whole, they take it to a whole another level, man. It's serious, and it's just funny watching it manifest on camera. Not funny in a funny comical way. It's just like it's funny how you can see the approach of the whole situation. And I've always, myself, growing up in my neighborhood, I feared the black cops more than I did the white cops. i got to be honest with you. And if some of those white cops you pulled aside on the side, I mean, we had one, one guy that did stuff with the YMCA and the, and the Police Association League boxing, and he was a white cop. And, and he did more positive things in the neighborhood and the community than some of the black cops did. And, and it always seemed like the black cop is out to prove his worth. You understand what I'm saying? So that's a reality that we got to deal with. But, again, we have to stress to the, to the point of don't become part of that experiment, though. And you have to look at the bigger picture of this because there's been no time in history in the last several years that you've seen all these racial incidences going down with the police. More now in the last couple of years. And think about what triggered this all off a couple of years back. The Trayvon Martin case was like the first big one. I mean, yeah, we can go back to Rodney King. I'm not saying it wasn't isolated. There's one video surfacing either on the Internet or the news just about every other week now. What's going on? What's really going on? Who's doing what? And the question is, you really need to meditate on why are they doing this. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know if you got any anything you want to chime in on that, brother. Remember. Maybe shut it down, but if you got anything you want to add to that. Any of your brothers want to chime in on that? I got okay, I guess we lost everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here, brother. You said it all good. Oh, okay. I couldn't I couldn't hear you guys. I lost you. But yeah, so just just wanted to kind of leave it leave it there with that. Uh, so I think what we'll do now, uh, I think uh, unless there's anything else you brothers want to add, just want to give a closing statement before we leave. Yeah, um, <clears throat> just stay tuned for further shows. Uh, also, if you want to reach us, uh, my contact information on Facebook is Ravana Noon, R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N on Facebook, or Shadow Warrior on YouTube and um, stay tuned for further shows. Thanks for tuning in and keep doing that work, y'all. It's important to do work and to overcome many of your issues in order to truly, truly reach a higher level of consciousness and spiritual awareness. And that's about it. All right, brother. What you got? I saw you want to give a closer statement, brother. Go ahead. Hey. Hey. I mean. I'm just going to say, get your very light on. <laughs> 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 no, uh, 
<laughs> the overall of this show is is just based on your personal self mastery. I mean, we don't get on here to say all these things because we we you know we talking we're not talking shit about people or nothing like that. We're just stating the reality of this shit. I mean, the core of what we're saying is master yourself and focus on your own shit, pretty much. You know, that's pretty much the core of it. You know, that's and I say it in the the most understanding way I can say it. Just you know, stop focusing on other people's shit and focus on you. There you go. That's that's the truth of the whole shit. That's all I have to say. I appreciate it, brother. And let me just quick couple announcements real quick. Um, Sunday's show, um, I spoke to Dr. Blair today. Um, he didn't do his show Tuesday. He's been ill. Um, he told me to give him a call Saturday morning. Um, if he can't do it Sunday, we're going to postpone that to June 11th. Um, but I'll find out for sure on Saturday morning, so I want to put that out there. If uh, everything goes okay Saturday morning, he's feeling well. Um, then I will send that link out on Saturday. Um, but as of now, that show is still on. Um, that'll be Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, I, I will call him Saturday morning. Um, so he's battling a little. He's trying to heal himself. Um, you got to remember, Dr. Blair is kind of up there in age. You know, he's a cat. Uh, been around for a while. He's in his 80s, and he's still doing it. Um, so we'll see how he feels on Saturday morning. And if anything changes, I'll, I'll, I'll send uh, information out. Um, so I'm gonna be. I'm gonna wait till Saturday to send out the link for that show just to see how he feels on Saturday. But he didn't do his show this past Tuesday either, so he's he's kind of just resting this week. So if by chance that does not happen Sunday, we will reschedule that for June 11th. Um, uh, upcoming show this Thursday coming up. You don't want to miss this show, man. Trust me when I say you don't want to miss this show. We're gonna get in heavy and deep with Brother Panic uh, next Thursday night. Um, we're going to be doing a serious show on hip-hop culture, um, the origins of it. We're going to get into the very beginnings of it, which it's such a popular culture that has shaped our society, our country, but people don't really know the true history of it. It's not this garbage that you see today with all these homo thugs and all this other crazy shit they got going on, but we're going to get into the essence of it. We're going to tie it into spirituality and consciousness. Um, and for all those that, that don't know, um, Brother Panic actually, you know, has in-depth experience in that industry. Uh, we do to a certain extent, um, but he has done work with the Bomb Squad, uh, Hank Shockley, and, and, and that whole production crew that used to be popular with Public Enemy uh, back in the day. So you're going to be getting some information from experience factor, and we're going to be dispelling a lot of myths about the hip-hop culture, and, you know, you got all this stuff on the Internet about the Illuminati, and we've talked about that in the past. A lot of that stuff is garbage. So we're going to clarify a lot of that stuff. Um, so we're going to go in, in depth in that, and we're going to tie it up into today, the effects it's having on the children today, the effects it's going to have on, you know, that it does have on spiritual consciousness. So don't miss that show. That's going to be next Thursday night, June 4th, uh, 8 p.m., um, I'm sorry, 9 p.m. Gave it the wrong time. That's next Thursday, June 4th, 9 p.m. Uh, with Brother Panic. Um, we got some other stuff lined up, but once we get it finalized, we will we will make announcements on that. So we got some good stuff coming up. Uh, and again, you can contact me. Uh, you know, get go. Also, we have a Facebook page for the show. Want to put that out there? All you got to do is go on Facebook, Awakening Universal Minds. 
Um, if you have questions about the show, you can go to that to that uh, web page and you can post questions, uh, suggestions, comments. Uh, no ignorance shit because you know, we don't want to have to hurt nobody's feelings. But if we do, we 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 will have no problem doing it. Um, so don't go to the don't go to the page with any nonsense because be careful with that. Uh, but if you got some feedback and or you got a question, go to that page. Um, I have a YouTube page also, just Mother Nubia Inc. You can Google that. I put a new post. I put one video up per week. There's about 20-something videos on there right now. Um, there will be another one uploaded Sunday. There was one that I just put up from this past Sunday. Uh, so you can go You can go to the uh, Mother Nubia page, Mother Nubia Inc. There's also on the Mother Nubia Google page, in addition to our Facebook page, for the show, the shows are posted on both pages. So you can listen to all the archives. You can even come to the website here. They're here, but we make sure you have access to them on all the websites. They're posted. Um, and I'm, it's good to see that people are going back uh, listening to the show. And the only thing I have to pretty much say is basically what my brother say, man. Do the work. You know, the only master you should be looking for is that master that you look at in that mirror every morning. That's the only master you need regardless of what anybody else tells you. You may not be at that point yet, but you will come to that self-realization that everything you're going through now is leading you to where you need to be. You'll find out that you don't need any of that stuff. They were just little stops along this road or this journey that you're taking, and that's the realization that we've all come to, and we've come to accept that hey, as, long, as long as we got ourselves, as long, as long as we know our potential and what we're capable of doing and bringing that potential out, not just saying it, but bringing it out by doing the work. All right, so we will see you next Thursday, 9 p.m. Trust me, don't miss it. Brother Panic will be here with us. And, again, pack a lunch. I'm going to be straight up with you because the last time we had Brother Panic here, we were on, we were on the air at about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. It was about a five-hour show, so I want to prep people for that. This panic when he starts a topic, he doesn't like to stop, man. Hey, we're the same way. We'll, we'll go when we need to be, wherever the spirit leads us. All right, so we'll see you guys thir- next Thursday, 9 p.m. Peace.